Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by CGC Cards, card grading all in one place. CGC Cards is devoted to expert grading of collectible cards, including TCGs, sports cards, and non-sports cards. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by GemRate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit GemRate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. And welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. And we are back, Drew. We're back. We're back. We yes, had a, we are. We, we were kind of back last on for Wednesday show, but now we're officially back. We missed the Saturday show last week. I, I'm sorry. Thank you for sitting in for me for, for writing the article. My name, guys, is Jeff Baker. I am the host of this program. Uh, we are on season five, episode 41. It is October 13th, halfway through October. Ugh, Columbus Day has passed, and you know what that means here in Boston, Drew, right? Cold weather. Yes, <laughs> I'm good with that here. I mean, it's only 54 degrees outside right now as we're recording this, which is incredible. That's good for you because you had a long, that a a long hot summer, my friend, a long hot summer. I, the, the voice you hear on the other end is Drew Pelto, and Drew is coming to us from, ready, Arlington, Texas. Yes. See, I got it right. Yep. <laughs> I got Just it think right. Boston suburb, and you'll, and you'll have it there. That's so. right. He is, <laughs> he is right next to Dallas and Fort Worth in the heart of, da- of Texas. He is a uh, creator extraordinaire. Make sure you follow him at DFW Graffer on uh, YouTube. He does videos all the time. He's got one up uh, the other day. He just does just does one basically every week. So make sure you follow. He also writes articles. He wrote an article. Uh, he, he he pinched it for me. He hit a home run with Sports Collectors <laughs> Daily. Make sure you check that out. Talking about some of his TTM successes. Drew, you're a much better writer than me. Good. Uh, you. I thought it was a great, great article. Good job putting me to shame. Good job on that one. Um, and we're not going to, Drew's having a, a tough week. So we're going to, we're going to be nice to Drew. Everyone ready? Be nice to Drew week. Be nice to Drew week. <laughs> yeah. I, I could go on for a couple hours about the crap that's going on with our apartment complex. Yeah. Right no, now, no, we won't I'm, even I'll, get into it. It's just be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Be nice. Today, today is a be nice day. We're not going to be mean to him. We're not going. We're not going to do anything to upset him. We are not going to set him off. We're going to. We we actually put in the Drew's rent and rave. We put it off to next week. So can Drew Drew's blood pressure can stay great. And yeah. uh, we have a, a. I've had a fun week. It early. Uh, you know, I got back from Savannah. Had a fun fun time with my my family. And uh, what was it? Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday night? Thursday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday, after, late afternoon, my wife uh, says, what are you doing tonight? I go, nothing. He goes, well, you know what? You're going to the Bruins game. Nice. She surprised me with tickets to the Bruins and the Blackhawks. I got to see uh, the, the the next one. What, what do we call them? The, 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 the Messiah? What, what, what should we call them? I, have, I don't know. I haven't heard a good nickname for him yet. Yeah. We're talking about uh, Connor Bernard, of course. He is uh, 
he's a little guy. He's small, Drew. He, yeah. you, he, he, he's about our, our size. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not big on the ice, but boy, he's fast. Uh, I got to see him score his first NHL goal. Kind of a nice. wrap around right by the goalie. It was we and we were we were in the balcony, but we were kind of closer to that end of the ice, you know. And we were right there, and we got to see him score his first goal. The Bruins won three to one. They had all the they. It was the hundredth anniversary for the Bruins. They started in uh, nineteen twenty four, and this is they're celebrating their two their hundredth anniversary this year. And they brought back all the guys, but they had a pretty huge pregame ceremony. Um, including you know Ray Bork and Phyllis Wazito and Brad Park and um, Bobby Orr, Terry O'Reilly, Rick Middleton, uh, they were all there. Jerry Cheevers, that they, they had all the guys there, and they were on the ice, and it was it was really cool. Um, I missed because the the way my my wife gave me, you know gave me the tickets late in the day on uh, Wednesday, and I didn't realize they had a a gold carpet event. Oh yeah, before the game, so yeah. maybe like in the after late in the afternoon, and they had all the guys walking down the gold carpet and they were signing autographs for, for people. And we were talking to a, a kid that was there. He was probably nine or 10 and he, he had his hat signed by probably 20 or 30 guys there. You know, the, when you're nine and 10 years old, the guys come to you, you know, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> a, a 50 year old, 50 year old ball guy. They're going to go walk right by, but <laughs> um, so we missed that, but it's okay. And it was, it was a great night. Um, you know, well, there was no ticket subs, Drew, no ticket subs. Yep. There's of no course. such thing as a ticket stuff for this game. Uh, there was no printed programs. They don't do printed programs anymore. But oh, uh, they do They do, do um, a one sheet, like a poster one sheet. And uh, we'll talk about that um, after Baker's Dozen because we're going to give some of those away. Also, yeah. I got my hat from Lids. I got my Red Sox tops hat from Lids. I got a black a black one. I, I got a pack of cards. I opened them up. I got uh, Kershaw. Kershaw. Uh, the, the Red Sox guy, the Red Sox Japanese guy, his rookie card, and um, Outman from the Dodgers. I got three cards. You know, there were three, three cards in the pack. Tops uh, Chrome cards. Pretty good. I liked it. And I liked the hat. So it was a good deal. And then I have my fantasy basketball draft tonight. So I have no idea who I'm going to pick. We we don't pick draft order until like, you know, half hour before the draft starts. So um, int- I'm, I love Fancy basketball is fun because it's a day-to-day thing. Gives you a reason to watch some of the games, you know. And it was—it's like it was fifty bucks to get in. And I, last year, I think I finished third or fourth. Um, I just want—I want to finish in the top fifty because bas- basketball is certainly not my best sport. But yes. I go—I know that I know some of the guys, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, and other than that, uh, it, it's just—I guess it's been quiet. I—I I haven't bought any cards in a, in a couple weeks, but um, I, we've got the. And we'll talk about this later in Baker Says About. We get the Shriners show coming up the first weekend in November. So hopefully I'll pick up some uh, cards there. How's your week going? Uh, well, on the hobby front, not a whole lot going on. Just uh, I finally sent out a few TTMs that need to get out. So I think I put like nine or ten of those in the in the mail the other day. Uh, picked up a card on eBay for a set. I'm working on the that uh, 06, 07 Upper Deck Rookie Class set. Nice. I brought the 0506 sets through the 0809 set. I believe the last two already got those completely signed. And I'm down to, I was down to seven that I need across those first two sets. Now down to six. And it may, it may actually have been six and I'm down to five. I'll still check now. I think I was, it was at seven and down to six. But Kelly Gard, who has been unusually tough because I don't know that he actually played in an NHL game. I know he at least dressed as a backup for uh, Ottawa. And the rule is for hockey cards, as long as you either play in a game as a player or dress for a game as a backup, you can be put on a card after that. 
And so I think I'm not sure that Guard ever played the game. If he did, it was only like one or two games or so, but the rest of the backup at least. And so they put him in on a bunch of upper deck stuff, including the 0607 rookie class set. And uh, yeah, I had seen very few of them ever signed by him that were even available to trade or anything. Most people, you know, got him and had him in their set if they were working on the set. And um, even TTMing, he didn't really TTM at all. He works as a goalie coach for either Prince Albert or Prince George in the WHL. And was even the goalie coach for the uh, Canadian Junior National Team recently. And so I figured, you know what, well, I haven't seen uh, any TTMs, but I, I'll try them out and try it there and, you know, congratulate him on that. Say that I used to, you know, work on a team that went up against Dennis Williams, the head coach of the team and all that. See if that helps me out. Never got anything back. Oh, that so, sucks. Yeah. So when I saw one pop up on eBay, I'm like, all right, I have to grab this one. But looking at it, it had the worst signature on it ever. It was with a Sharpie that had bubbled real bad. It was just, it looked like absolute crap. But the fact that I was able to get it for $4, including shipping, it's like, you know what? I've gotten some TTMs in these sets that look worse than that, or at least as bad as that, number one. Number two, it can be just a perfect placeholder for now until I can find something better. So I better at least yeah. grab this now. And so... Picked that up, got that in this week, and now I'm down to three left on the 0506 and three left on the 0607 sets. So, uh, what do you need? Let people know so they can help oh you God, out. This, well, I'll tell you for the 0506 set, this is a killer because I need Ovechkin and Crosby both. Good luck on those. Yeah. And those uh, guys, I mean, the thing is, is that when they officially retire, those guys are going to be on the signing circuit. You know it. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to want to pay their $500 fee that they'll likely have. So, Ovechkin's done some signings by uh, some mail in signings, and it's been like 200 bucks for him. So yeah. it's like, eh, I don't know about that. Uh, Pavel Vorobiev is another one that I need. He is currently coaching in Russia. So good luck know, with that. Like, yeah, he did actually TTM through a team in Romania last year that he was playing for, but he's now retired and gone back to Russia. So there's no mail delivery there, so I can't get him. Um, let's see, for the 0607 set, now that I got Kelly Guard, I need Evgeny Malkin. So again, you know, hey, good luck on that one. Yep. Um. There's two guys. Uh, Alexei Miknov is one of them. He is another one who has gone and back and playing over in Europe. I think he's actually in France right now. So if I can find a French stamp, I might try TTMing him and see what happens. And there's another Russian one who I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It's on my website, dfwgrapper.com. Check out the set pages there. You can see which ones I'm missing. But I forget. It's another Russian guy. He hasn't played in about five years and last played in Russia. So he's probably living somewhere in Russia. And he's going to be real tough to get but if anybody has those cards signed i will gladly trade for them so uh, <laughs> come on help a brother out right help a brother exactly. out yeah so look through the collections and let me know but yeah not a whole lot on the collecting front this week because i've been dealing with all sorts of other crap going on right now and uh it's, it's affecting a lot of things so uh yeah hopefully that'll settle down after today and i can get back and maybe grab a roll of stamps and mail some stuff out again so we'll see Hey, any plans on going to, I know I think we talked about this last week, but I'll, I'll address it again since there's official now. Any plans of going to the any Rangers-Astros games? No, there's, I mean, the tickets are going to be expensive field to even have a chance at them. So I'm like, eh, probably going to pass on that, which kind of sucks because Reggie Jackson has been traveling with the Astros and has actually been signing at games. So it's like, crap, I need to get him. But yeah, there's, uh, probably won't be going to any at all. Is it is it hard to get ticket for the Rangers now, or uh, are they pretty still pretty easy to get tickets? I haven't really looked, but it's considering it's a playoff game, it's going to be expensive for them no matter what. I mean, even their regular season tickets when they couldn't even sell out the damn stadium were still like twenty bucks for a nosebleed. It's like why would I pay that for a regular season game for a team that I don't give a crap about? But 
if it's I mean, if it was that much for regular season tickets, I bet playoffs are gonna be at least fifty minimum. How about uh if they make it to the World Series, would you do would you go go to the World Series or no? Maybe just to say that I've been to a World Series game, but that's about it. Have you been to a World Series game? No, never have. Oh, then you should go if they make it to the World Series. Yeah, possibly. I just yeah, I mean I'd be the only person in there wearing whatever national league team makes <laughs> fire. So yeah. I know. You know what? I, I'm I kinda like I like both the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. I, you know, if the Phillies, you would think I you wouldn't like them, but they're a very likable team, don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I like and I like Trey T- Turner. I obviously I like Matt Strom. Matt Strom, uh, even uh, brought a high Bryce Harper there. I think I I kind of you know he 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 might be a a meathead, but he loves. You can tell he loves the game and he plays hard and. Uh, you know, he didn't have to sign with the Phillies. They weren't a, they weren't a great team when he when he signed for them. And I, I think uh, I know I think he just does things right. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. from a collector's standpoint, I don't think he's the great. You know, he's he's not out there signing autographs and being being, uh, you know, you know, the, the ambassador for baseball. But I think all in all, when you look at it, you know, this kid, he's been under uh, the microscope since he was, what, 14 years old. Yeah. Right. And you can kind of understand that that he might have be a little gun shy. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, you know, I like both those teams, and and I know you don't like the the Rangers, and and uh, everyone hates the Astros. So we, we might yeah. be have to be pulling the National League this year. What do you think? It's a sad state that I'm sitting here, actually hoping the Astros win. I mean, this is this is <laughs> bad at this point. But yeah, I'm either way. Yeah, I'm definitely on the A National League bandwagon at this point. Back to hockey for a second. You mentioned uh, the guys didn't eat and he never played in a game. He was only he, su- he suited up. Do you think that rules in there for these crazy um, goalies that they pull out of the stands so that they can make a card of them? Is that you think is that the reason of that? I think there's some kind of a loophole in there for that because I mean they've had so many of those guys that have been dressing as backups and they never get cards at all. But as soon as a guy goes into a game, no matter what, if he's a goalie or a skater, you can put him on a card. So that. I don't think it really exists necessarily for that. I think it's just a case of like, okay, well, the NHL has had to put in rules kind of like MLB to delineate, okay, who is allowed to be on a card, who is allowed to have a rookie card, all that kind of stuff. And so that was like, well, okay, I mean, there's plenty of backup goalies who just get brought up to sit as a backup for a game out of the minor leagues, and they should get some kind of thing. And I mean, they, you know, they do with Kelly Gard, they did with Cal Heater a few years ago, they did with a bunch of guys like that. So... Yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's necessarily for the uh, the e bug goalies there so much because once those guys get go into a game, anything goes at that point. So no, I know it's kind of crazy. Of those, but yeah, but it's interesting. It's interesting that they. Oh, yeah. It's something you you know you don't think about, and, and you know it's like, well, why why isn't why isn't Connor Bedard going to be in the first series of uh of Upper Deck this year? It's all because he hasn't played a game. But now that yeah. he's played a game, he'll uh, he'll certainly be in second series and. Um, I think those will be like Wander Franco car boxes a couple of years ago, right? They, it's gonna be hard to get those bo- those boxes. I think, don't you? Hopefully, with a uh, with a much better uh, long term uh, deal than Franco had, but yeah, it could be the same kind of same kind of demand for them. All right, but well, you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna say we have a super size show for you guys this week. We didn't have a show last week, so you know what? If we had one interview, that'd be a pretty good show, don't you think, Drew? Yeah, I would. How about two? If we had two interviews for the show, would that be good? That'd be real good, yeah. How about three? If we had three interviews on a sh- in the show, would that be good? Now we're talking like prize winners here. This is like like the uh, the epic shows that go down in history. All right. How about four? I don't think we've ever done four sh- four interviews in one show, Drew. What about that? 
have you seen that meme out there of uh, Vince McMahon like looking kind of surprised and happy? And he's like elated. That's one final one. He's like, <laughs> out kind of look. That that's what this could be right here with these interviews. Or All right, about. guys, that's it. We, we we have four interviews for you this week. So we, you know, uh, you know me. I I love to talk and bullshit and talk cards and autographs with Drew. And I missed last week. And I just had all these people that I wanted to talk to this week. And these are all hot off the presses. I did all these interviews this week, guys. So these are these are brand new interviews. We have four interviews this week. Drew, why don't you let everybody know? I'm not even going to let people know who's gonna, we're going to interview. Well, Drew, why don't you take care of that? All right. Well, we've got oh, the rundown of the entire show here. We've got Baker's Dozen, of course. We're going to cover all the news and the events in the hobby here from the previous week. Interview number one, we've got Les Wolf joining us here for his uh, usual segment here during the show. Now, typically, we either have Les Wolf or we have Clemente Lisi. Oh, no. This week, we've got both. We're going to have we Clemente both Lisi on right after that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Back to back with our uh, both our correspondents there as well. We've got Collector's Corner. We're going to be joined by uh, Peter and Steve from the Bob Feller Active Valor Award. Got some uh, news coming from them. So, uh, we'll Yeah, we're going to announce the winners, Drew. We're going to announce the winners yep. on our show. There you go. We'll have the winners announced. So stay tuned for that. And finally, we're going to have Connor Walden from BuySportsCards.com on here as well. So that is a very full slate of interviews right there during the middle portion of our show. After that, we have Making the Grade, covering all the news from the grading world here in our hobby. The stamp approval, where we give our thumbs up to anything from the previous week. You never know what it's going to be. We've, we're all over the map with that. We've got the Burn Rap Minute, covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, news, politics, anything like that. Anybody you might consider TTMing, if they've died, we will let you know about it. And the main reason why we all are here is our TTM returns. He's the best at it, guys. He is the best. It doesn't matter what's going on in his world. He he comes up and delivers a home run. Good job, buddy. Hey, we uh we've got a great giveaway this week. All right, we're gonna have a great raffle this week. We'll tell about tell you about it soon. But we also love to hear from you. Let you know if you're a new listener, let us know how we're doing. If there's anyone that you'd like to see us interview, if you'd like to be on the show, we always love to talk to collectors in our collectors corner segment. Send us an email to ptmcast at yahoo.com. There you go, and we will follow up immediately. Thank you guys. Drew, we got all our housekeeping in order. Let's get to going, right? Baker's Dozen. Right. Baker's Dozen's up next. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there's always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary what's been going on in the hobby. Just before before we get into that, let's uh first, guys, collects. They're great. It's a great marketplace. Uh you want to get um it's a great app as well. You want to download their app in their um Google Play or the uh, uh Apple App Store. Download their app and uh send us your collects username and we'll send you $10. We'll have Collects send you $10. You can spend any way you want in their marketplace. Uh, you can get one card, two cards, five cards, whatever you can. Uh, their marketplace has been up and running for about two months now. And uh, it's, it's there's tons of cards in there for you to purchase. Uh, so just set, go to 
Download Collects. It's a great app. It's free, uh, free to use. And then just send us your Collects username and your email address. Send it to us at ptmcast at yahoo.com. There you go. And we will have, uh, we'll send you $10, $10 to do whatever you want within the Collects Marketplace, which is a pretty good deal, if you ask me. Yes. All right, Drew, let's do a raffle. Let's do let's get our raffle for the week, all right? I went to the, yeah. the Bruins, I went to the Bruins game on Wednesday. It's the first game uh that Connor Bedard scored a goal, first NHL goal. And they have the Bruins, I've been doing this for a while. They have a um like an eleven by seven poster. Um that it's kind of like a game program, and it on the front of it is a picture of uh, Marshawn with the hundred year uh, logo, and it has the Bruins logo and the Blackhawks logo and the date. And then on the back, it has all the statistics for up, up into that game. So you'll see in the Chicago Blackhawks, they have Bedard one game. Uh, no, you know, uh, no, I think he had an assist, right? Did he have assist in this yeah, first he had game? Assist, yeah, yeah one point, but it, so it'll, it'll have uh, all the statistics for the Blackhawks and has a summary, like news summary of what's going on in the game. It's a, it's a pretty cool poster. I've been seeing them on eBay uh, going anywhere from 10 to $20. So um, I've got 10 of them to give away, guys, 10 posters to give away. Um, and if you want one, I'm going to give well, it's uh, we'll just pick 10 winners. We'll give them away on next Saturday's show. Um, just put Bruins poster in your the subject line in your email and email me your name and your mailing address. Very important, guys. Name and mailing address and put Bruins poster and send it to us at TTMcast at Yahoo.com. Yeah. And I have 10 to give away. So there's the. A lot of people will win, guys. And uh, this is the only, um, really the only souvenir from Connor Bedard's very first game. So um, it might have some value going forward, even if you know, know you're not a Bruins fan, if you're a hockey fan, or if you're, you're uh, collecting for history. Um, you know, that's it, it's the only piece of memorabilia out there, I think, that uh, met, you know mentions Bedard and the Blue Blackhawks and the game. And uh, it's kind of a neat thing. So let me let me know. And we're gonna I'm gonna send it to you in a in a, a protective mailing tube. We we just got we we got them coming in the mail, so they'll be in, be be packaged very nicely. So if you want to win a Bruins poster from the Wednesday game, send us your name and your mailing address to ptmcast at yahoo.com. Sorry, I threw him a curveball on that one. Drew was <laughs> Drew Drew was. Uh, Doing something else, but I, I he got he came. No, I, right. I was I was about to do something for for reading the email address. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to get it in time, but I'll I'll do it for the next time we mention it. There. All right, but well, you can take a little break now because I yep. I have Con we have an interview with Connor Walden. Connor Walden yep. is founder and CEO of BuySportsCards.com. They have now over seven million cards in their marketplace. I think remember when we talked to Connor uh, 18 months ago, they had less than a hundred thousand. I think so. The marketplace is growing leaps and bounds they have a cool um promotion going on they're calling it the october spectacular and we hear from connor uh about how you can make money just by listing your cards during october on buysportscards.com so please enjoy my interview with connor walden all right guys we have a very special guest today he is ceo president chief bottle washer and just about everything else at buysportscards.com. His name is Connor Walden. He's been on the show before. He's a great friend of the show. And he's got an exciting thing to uh, uh, promotion to talk about for sellers. So, Connor, welcome. Yep, Jeff, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, uh, let's get right into it. The Seller Spectacular. <laughs> that 
sounds like a marketing yep, yep. gimmick if I ever heard one. That, that some, sounds something right out of my head. <laughs> yep. <Tell us> a <laughs> no, we're definitely it. proud of that one. Yeah, so uh, this month in October on buysportscards.com, uh, we're doing a pretty cool promotion for sellers. So, you know, one of the things obviously going on in the market is things have slowed down a little bit. You know, with us being a new marketplace, we don't have to really worry about that as much because we're kind of on the on the rise, starting at the bottom and moving our way up. Um, but we really have an exciting program that's going on where we compensate sellers for listing their inventory online. So it's a, it's a good motivator. I thought about myself, how many cards that I have stuck in closets and spare bedrooms and things like that in my house. And we just want to provide a little bit of an incentive for sellers to get those up and get them listed. And we're compensating them to do so. So there's no uh, minimum value or maximum value for cards and sellers can list. Is there a, a, a number that they can list, a maximum number that they can list? No, so it's unlimited. So one of the cool things about our site um, is not only for this program is it unlimited, we have unlimited free listings on the marketplace. Uh, and so sellers are able to get on and list as many cards as they have. Uh, we have different breakdowns on how much each listing is worth. So raw listings without images is about two cents. Um, an image uh, with an image for a raw card is four cents. Graded cards is 20 cents. And then there is bonuses or uh, reduction based on Bonuses would be vintage cards and a reduction would be for junk wax. So really what we're trying to do is to fill out some of the holes in our inventory. Um, and right now we're excited. We're coming up here this week to pass 8 million cards in total on the website. And we expect- That's unbelievable, my friend, that 8 million cards. I remember when you came on, first came on, I don't think you had hit a million yet. Yeah, yeah. So we've made a lot of great progress since I, I think it's a little- maybe a little over a year since we first came on. So we're about 18 months, a year and a half into the marketplace. Uh, and it's pretty cool because I think besides eBay, we have the most cards, you know, the widest increase in our selection of any other marketplace. So besides eBay, nobody else has had more cards listed since we launched back in March of 2022. So we take a lot of pride in that. And we think this October, we'll actually have over a million cards listed by sellers under this program. And just yesterday, I checked the numbers and it looked like we had one card listed every two seconds. So over 40,000 cards just yesterday. Is this promotion just for new sellers or is this for uh, existing sellers as well? Yep, it's for everybody. So, you know, we have existing sellers that have been with us since we started out. Uh, we have people that are signing up just because they see the promotion. You know, there's been people that have come over from other sites as well, just saying, hey, you know, this is a good enough time for me to pop in and give you guys a try. And so we've been happy to expand it and allow everybody to participate. Um, and we've seen, you know, we think over the course of this promotion, we'll see several thousand different sellers um, that'll participate in list a card in October on buysportscards.com. And how do you register to become a seller on buysportscards.com? Yeah, so the process is really easy. So first, you just have to create an account on the website, which is basically just entering your name, email, and creating a password. And then from there, you do a seller registration, which is creating what you want your store's name to be. Uh, you go through and enter some other information, like your shipping information. You hook up a bank account just so that we can send you transfers. Uh, it's a one-way connection, so we're not pulling anything from anybody's account. And then you're good to go. So it's it's really a couple minutes just to get the process started. Um, and once you get the, the deposits, we do like a verification process, which takes a couple days. You come back, set that up, and you're good to go. So people are able to get listed pretty quickly, and it's not too uh, rigorous. And sellers realize, um, realize their funds uh, in terms of turning it to cash uh, pretty quickly when they, they're sold on the site, correct? Yeah. So the way that the process works is basically once you ship an item, it goes into a hold to uh, basically make sure that the item gets there safely. It's not damaged, anything like that before we send the funds out. 
once all of that clears through, we send those funds to the seller and same thing's going to work for the, for the spooktacular. So, uh, you know, through the end of the month, we'll basically build up everybody's total. And then early November, we're going to be sending everybody their funds. So you're, you, but you handle the uh, payment from buyer, from buyer to seller, correct? So the, the seller doesn't have to set up a, a Venmo account or um, a credit card account or anything like that. Every, all the transactions are going directly through buysportscards.com, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we use a company called Stripe to do all the credit card processing. Uh, we're looking to add PayPal as another vendor soon for payment for the buyer. And then once we get those funds and everything goes well, then we send them uh, to the seller. So once you do all the process of setting up your account as a seller, everything else is turnkey from there. There's not anything you need to do to request funds or, you know, we're not holding funds and like taking a percentage if you want to get your money back. It's a process that's constantly rolling. And every Tuesday and Friday, we're sending uh, funds to sellers. And the seller is protected. I'm I'm assuming. Say say I sell a rookie Wayne Gretzky card on, on uh, buysportscards.com, and there's some problem with the transaction. The seller is protected, correct? Yep, that's correct. So both on the buyer and the seller side, I, we take a lot of pride in the protection that we provide. Um, so we make sure that we handle all disputes that happen with the credit card company on behalf of the seller. Um, and, you know, those are transactions that we obviously take really seriously. Same thing for the buyers is that we have protections in place by putting the hold on the payment. So you're not going to have somebody that you pay a thousand bucks to and now we can't get the money back for the card. So we've been really proud to be able to um, make sure that that doesn't happen on our marketplace. And no, it's funny. We started talking uh, a year ago and uh, you guys weren't charging any fees for to sell cards uh, and you still haven't. Do you envision that going through at least the end of the year? Yeah, definitely. It'll definitely go through the end of the year um, and it may make it pretty far into next year as well. You know, one of the things that's really great and we take a lot of pride in is that by having it be free, it makes it really easy for people to give us a try. And typically when people try out the marketplace, they see how easy it is to list cards. You know, they see that there's a vibrant base of collectors that are shopping on the website and they want to stay. And so, you know, having the no fees, while it may limit the revenue right now, it's been a great marketing budget because we've got a lot more people through the door to give us a chance. And ultimately, that's what it really comes down to with the new marketplace is how do you attract new users? And so by having the site be free for both the buyer and the seller, by not having advertisements all over the site, kind of annoying people. Um, I think people see the vision that we have for the marketplace and they're willing to buy into that. And so that's another reason why, you know, with the seller spectacular that we want to compensate and support those sellers to say, Hey, we're going to be here for the long run. We want you to be a part of it and um, you know, get your inventory on our site and start making sales. And so it's been a great process. We're very thankful for everybody, you know, getting in and, and kind of coalescing behind what we're trying to build at PySportsCards.com and keeping it free has been helpful to, to get that ball rolling. Now, is it easy to list multiple cards, Connor, on buysportscards.com for a seller? Yeah, so it's really easy. One of the things that we have that I think differentiates our site is a bulk upload tool. And so we've basically built out the checklist data. We have almost 16 to 17 million different cards where we have the data, and that's the sport, the year, the player, the team, the card number, you know, any attributes about the card, stock images, you know, the whole nine yards. And with this bulk upload tool, you basically go through and enter which set you're wanting to list. And you can go through down the line like an Excel spreadsheet and enter the price, the quantity, and all of the information that you want to put. But since we already have the, the big chunk of it, which is 95% of it is the year, the player, the set, the team, all of that information, you don't have to enter that information manually. So we see people that are listing, you know, I've seen as many as 25,000 cards listed in one day by a seller. Um, we had somebody yesterday that I saw that listed over 10,000 cards just by themselves in a couple of hours. And yeah, it really, you know, that's, 
that process that we have by having the data has really streamlined to listing. And I think that's what really has allowed for people to get way more inventory on our marketplace. And, you know, one of the other things that's really important about that is with us having unlimited free listing, we have a lot of sellers that have gotten up to thousand, 10,000, hundred thousand million listings on our website. And that's kind of a process. Whereas like an eBay, there is a store fee based on how many free listings you have. And so we really want to make it as easy as possible for people to get that inventory online with the bulk upload tool. And we're not charging them to store it because it really doesn't cost us a lot on the back end from the data standpoint. What's the makeup of the marketplace right now in terms of graded to uh, raw cards? To, uh, is it more raw than graded or uh, what? what's the percentage right now? Yeah, so it's definitely more raw than graded right now. Uh, one of the things that we're really excited about is when we started out, it was a lot of you know, cheaper base cards. So you saw a lot of stuff under a dollar, under $5, you know, and, and this was always kind of part of our plan is that's where we provide the most value because we save the most time. You know, the people that have the most cards, the people that want to buy the most cards by saving them time, it saves them a lot of time. And so we've now seen that as we've gotten more traction in the market, those sellers are starting to list some of their higher end cards, whether that be higher end raw cards, whether that be graded cards, we're also seeing buyers come in to buy that stuff. And so that's also part of the idea behind the spooktacular is that we offer different incentives for graded cards, for vintage cards, because we're looking to continue to fill out our selection. And we take a lot of pride in right now, we have 1.1 million different cards that are available in some capacity on the site. Uh, so we just want to continue to build out the widest selection online so that any collector can get on and find something that they're looking for. What's the breakdown uh, among the four major sports and has it changed since you, you launched the marketplace 18 months ago? Yeah, so baseball is definitely the biggest. You know, I know a lot of uh, the younger generation kind of says baseball is dead, but we we still see not only with listing, but also sales that baseball is the biggest on our marketplace. Um, I would say it's probably, you know, 40% uh, for both probably sales and for inventory. Um, you really see basketball and football are kind of the second and third. They're pretty close in line of inventory. And then hockey's a little bit behind that. You know, right now with us being U.S. only, it is a little bit limiting for some of the Canadian collectors that collect hockey. We obviously expect to expand to Canada at some point, hopefully next year. Um, but we're seeing a pretty good breakdown. Since we started out, one of the things that I've been very happy about is we start to see sellers that, you know, they look at those kind of metrics on our site because you can see some of the stuff in the filter bars based on how many cards are there, which sets are supported, which years are supported. And we see sellers that are very opportunistic and saying, okay, you know, tennis is an area where there's not a lot of cards. So I'm going to build up my tennis inventory so that anybody that's coming on looking for tennis, I may be, you know, one of a small group that's offering those kind of cards. And so we've really started to see different stuff rounding out. Wrestling has grown on the site. Uh, racing, you know, we saw Formula One earlier on, but you're also starting to see NASCAR as well. Um, Boxing is one that we see, you know, people listing stuff, you know, MMA, some of the different combat sports are uh, popular. And really, you know, you also see some of the seasonality now that we've been around for over a year. You start to see what times of years people are listing certain cards and then when they start to buy those cards. So uh, it's pretty impressive because the sellers are almost have it down to a science when you need to start listing that stuff so that, you know, it hits the right time once the preseason starts, once the playoffs start, you know, all of these things. Do you see a lot of autograph cards either on card autographs through the um, manufacturers or, or TTM autographs uh, in the site? Yeah, so we see a decent amount, not not huge, and it's something we'd like to build out. I mean, one of the things as we come here into the next year, um, we've got a lot of plans, but we want to continue to expand the product offering, not just to like the TTM signed cards, but potentially to sealed product as well. 
you know, getting into packs and boxes and cases, sure. um, you know, and then potentially even getting into like lots as well as an option. And so, you know, that's something we, like I said, starting kind of in the lower and base and commons, now starting to expand to more like moderate and highly priced raw cards, getting into some of the graded cards. You know, we hope to continue to see our site be a place that, you know, people see a vision for where we want to go, you know, and offering a really easy experience for collectors to buy and sell online. I think TTM will be a, an important part of it. I know it's one that's close to your heart. It's also one that I've tried to start getting into as well. So it's a it's a vital part of the hobby that we'd like to support. I like the idea of lots as well in in terms of building some vintage site, uh, sets. If you can go in and buy, you know, 100 1970 tops uh, baseball cards or, you know, yeah. I think that that's a, a very attractive um, place to be because there's not a lot of those pe people and a lot of companies, you know, places, marketplaces offering those type of things. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a great way. And, you know, there's, I'm a set collector. I think, you know, that from our conversations, you know, and one of the things that is really nice is when you can find a decent set where it gets you a, a start. Cause sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming when you get into some of these sets, especially ones where the cards are, not easily accessible. Uh, if you can get into a situation where there's somebody that's kind of gathered, you know, 20%, 30%, 50% of the set, uh, it feels good to pick those up and just, you know, get the ball rolling from there. We're speaking with Connor Walden. Connor is CEO and president of buysportscards.com. It's a marketplace to buy and sell cards. It's been on for about 18 months. There's over 7 million cards listed, right? I'll get the number right. <laughs> yeah, almost almost eight now. So probably by the time this releases, we'll be past 8 million. So it's going fast. Very cool. He, they have a thing called the Seller Spook. Spooktacular, Seller Spooktacular, which is running through the month of October to the end of October, Connor, correct? Yep. Why don't you outline it again, just in case so we I, I don't uh, butcher it up? <laughs> yep. So for the Seller Spooktacular, we're looking to compensate sellers that are listing on the website. This is not just new sellers. It's also existing sellers. Based on how many listings that you put up, you're going to be compensated. Two cents for a raw card without an image, four cents for a raw card with an image, 20 cents for a graded card. Uh, there's some bonuses and reductions based on the years. Um, but this is really a great program if you're looking to get some of your inventory online. If you've been delaying listing those cards that are sitting, you know, under your bed, in your closet, in the spare bedroom, in the basement, uh, this is something that we hope can kind of help get those cards online so that we can find home for them and, and collectors that are looking on our site are able to pick them up. And the 0% zero, zero seller fee, guys, 0% seller fees, which are awesome. And there's also bulk, bulk uploads, so you can... Uh, uploads thousands of cards in, in minutes. So make sure you check it out. You go to sports car, buy sportscards.com, buy sportscards.com. You can register as a seller and a buyer. It is no charge to do either. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Connor, how are we doing uh, on your, your sets? What are you working on right now? You personally? Yeah. So I've kind of gone down, you know, the rabbit hole, kind of trying to remember things that I collected as a kid. So I, I know we talked before, I collect 2004 Upper Deck Power Up. That's my main set, both for football and basketball. I started to branch out a little bit. So uh, I like 2005 Donner Studio is one uh, nice. that I Those like good. quite a bit. Yeah, I like 2005 Press Pass, you know, the college sports I remember watching as a kid. Also 2006 Press Pass. So that's basketball and football. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep it reined in because, you know, once your eye starts to wander, you start to get yourself in trouble. And, you know, you don't have to so tell much... me that. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's only so much money I have. I've got a I've got a two year old son and I've got a son on the way. So I can't be, you know, getting a little too outside my means. But yeah, those that's kind of my sweet spot. I love bazooka uh, from that 2004, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great sets. And I think that's one of the awesome things about a site like ours is that 
you know, with us serving wide selection of cards, a lot of lower to mid-end cards, you know, anything you collected growing up, we probably have it on the website. And so that's really a great way to kind of rekindle that love. And it's really exciting because as much as the higher end stuff gets a lot of praise and a lot of, you know, conversations in the hobby, there's so many beautiful sets, you know, from any era, any sport that have been created. There's been a lot of thought that's put into the design of those cards. And, you know, with the way that we've kind of designed the site, we start to see people window shop quite a bit and are able to, to find that stuff. And so, yeah, I'm really kind of rekindling my love for things that I collected, you know, and things from that era, because there's a distinct look to cards that came out around the same time. Sure. What has surprised you most about running a marketplace? I mean, you guys kind of, you kind of, kind of came in, you were a, um, you had a, a retail store, correct? When you, before you yep. started the marketplace. So what's really surprised you about uh, running the marketplace and, and uh, the direction it's taken? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that have surprised me. You know, one of the, one of the things that I think is huge and I hope, you know, everybody in the hobby remembers this and listens to this is there's a lot of people that aren't operating in the hobby, you know, going, going to shows, watching, you know, podcasts like these that find our marketplace. And they're some of the biggest collectors out there, you know, and, and I think that's a huge opportunity to bring those people into these spaces so that they can meet other like-minded people. And that's one of the best things about the hobby is finding people that collect a similar set to you or, you know, similar player to you, able to get you new cards. Uh, so we see lots of people that are not quote unquote, a part of the hobby, because sometimes that will send out questionnaires, like how'd you find us? And there's a lot of people that just stumble into different parts of the hobby and, and they're operating and they're shopping and they don't make a lot of noise, but they really love it. So that's a huge thing that's been surprising to me. Uh, another thing too, is a lot of times I think within forums and social medias, you hear a lot about scamming and counterfeit cards and trimming and all of these things. Um, and we really don't see that, you know, on our marketplace. I think we've done a good job to put parameters in place to prevent that. But I think it's a good reminder that most people that are in this hobby really love cards uh, and that's why they're in it and they're in it for the good reasons. And so I think sometimes when you're only focusing on the negative stories, it starts to make you question everybody and be very cynical. Uh, but we've really seen that both buyers and sellers are not perfect, um, but they're, they're good people. If they make mistakes, they tend to own up to them. And uh, we really have not had a lot of problems on that front. And that was something we were really worried about early on because you need to build credibility for both the buyers and the sellers sure. uh, that they can trust the other side. And so I think it's a good reminder, probably just in general in today's world that, you know, other people are good people. Uh, and especially in a hobby like this, you know, people love cards and, and we want to provide a place that they can be safe. But I've been very surprised that we really uh, seldomly have issues with buyers or sellers. Um, is there anybody, any players or individual guys that, that have appeared on your most sold list that you were surprised at? Like, you know, is all, all of a sudden is, I don't pick, I pick a guy, Bill Lee from the Red Sox. Is he uh, showing up on your list? You know what I mean? Is there, hey. Does that happen? Yeah. So not belief, but there's definitely, there's definitely um, players that we see, you know, Brock Purdy has been one for football. that has been really popular because he continued some of his momentum last year. You know, it's, it's crazy because a lot of people kind of thought he may be a flash in the pan uh, at the end of last year. He hurt his hand obviously in the NFC championship and they didn't get the championship. So, uh, you know, you started to see that die down, but you see a rekindling of that. And, you know, Corbin Carroll has been one with the playoffs right now. It's really interesting, you know, to see how quickly, inventory is listed and sold for players around events, you know, and even with a marketplace like ours, which is more collector oriented, it's really not, you know, kind of the day trading investor type marketplace. You still see how much people are swayed by performance in the immediate term. 
Um, and so that's been something that, you know, has been a little bit more surprising than I expected. The other thing too, is you really do start to see things like, uh, you know, players being inducted into the hall of fame. You know, when you see players records getting broken by new players, it's just like they get inserted back into the public consciousness. And, you know, you start to see a lot of these guys where it's like, you know, oh, Shohei Otani's getting a lot of, you know, praise right now. And they're comparing him to Babe Ruth a lot. So a lot of Babe Ruth cards, not even old cards, but even reprint modern cards with Babe Ruth on it. You know, it's just, it brings Babe Ruth back to, you know, the memory and you introduce him to a new group of people. And so that's been something that's been pretty incredible is just how some of the things you just would never assume, but I guess it, it all just comes down to attention. And yeah, I mean, like you know, Austin Riley hit that home run last night. Did you see? Yep. We started seeing an upswing in, in Austin Riley cards today. Yeah. So you've started to see even a little bit this morning that, you know, people it garnered their attention because it was exciting. I mean, and, and that's, that's been something that, like I said, we really run a more collector oriented marketplace. So it's not as much of the day trading, but still even collectors, things that remind them of a player or a set. It's, it's just crazy how quickly just their attention. And I'm the same way. I find a card in my collection from when I'm a kid and I'm like, Oh, I guess I collected this as a kid. Now I'm going to collect it again. Um, so it's, it's pretty funny to see some of that stuff transpire. Guys, it is buysportscards.com. Check it out, buysportscards.com. They have a seller spooktacular going on, and we, we've talked about it a couple times already. Basically, there's no fee for selling the cards. You can upload uh, thousands of cards at a time, and they're going to reimburse you for anywhere from, what, $0.02 to $0.04 cents to, to uh, you know, $0.20 cents for graded cards and non-graded cards. And, um kind of supplementing your, your your collection and and get rid of some of the stuff that you don't want or or, or want to uh, move in different directions that's up there we're talking with connor walden he is president of buysportscards.com they are also on social media on i don't it's, it's twitter to me connor it's it's always gonna be twitter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's on there on twitter they are on instagram they are on facebook they are on youtube make sure you follow them on social media if you have any questions Connor, you want to give out your email address if people have questions they, they want to ask you about uh, buysportscards.com? Yeah, yeah. My email is Connor, C-O-N-N-E-R at buysportscards.com. So any feedback, questions, feel free to send it our way. Uh, we also have our team at support at buysportscards.com that's working around the clock. Uh, we take a lot of pride in being able to get back to people typically within a couple hours. So feel free to, to send something over our way. Um, you know, another thing about the Spooktacular that I forgot to mention earlier is that this is not tied to the item even selling. So, you know, if it sells, you've got the 0% seller fees, that's great. Um, but it's not something that you're gonna list a bunch of cards and they don't sell and now you're not compensated. You just getting the cards online, it checks the box for what you need to do. Our team is working really hard uh, to continue to grow the site, to get the inventories promoted in different places. And so we'll take care of that part of it. You just get the cards online and we'll bring the buyers to you. Are you guys gonna be exhibiting at any uh, shows uh, through the rest of the year? Yeah, so that's a it's a little touch and go right now just because I've got a baby on the way. Uh, so we're hoping. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, so we're we're hoping to get set up at some of the shows at a minimum. If I can just make an appearance, uh, touch base with some of our sellers and continue to spread the word. That's also kind of another option that we have on the table right now. It's really kind of a week to week process for us, and nothing immediately comes to mind. Um, but we'll be sure to announce any of that on our social media. So everything is under at by sports cards, whether it's the Twitter, whether that's the Facebook, TikTok youtube instagram we're all there so kind of follow along with that and also our emails uh that we send out we'll, we'll notify you if we're going to be at any shows 
Yeah, guys, sign up for their email newsletter. It's great. They they send them out all the time. They're, they're great, uh, great content, Connor. I really enjoy it. Thanks. All right, guys, buysportscards.com. The seller's spectacular going through the end of October so through Halloween, guys. So if you have a bunch of cards you're looking to unload, now is the time. No seller fee, all sorts of reimbursements for cards you listed. You can list thousands of cards, no uh, minimum cards, maximum cards. Um, I think we got it all, Connor. What do you think? Yep. No, I, like I said, I really appreciate you having us on. Uh, you know, I recommend that anybody check out what we're doing at buysportscards.com, not just sellers. We're doing a lot of great stuff. And obviously these sellers are listing tons of cards. Uh, so any buyers that are looking to pick stuff up, great for set collectors, great for player collectors. Um, and we really welcome anybody to kind of get behind what we're doing and creating kind of an alternative marketplace that's really collector oriented and focused completely on sports cards. Well, Connor, I know my co-host Drew Pelto is addicted to buysportscards.com. I have been shut off. My wife has shut me off on eBay, shut me off on buying cards. She's like, you're spending yeah. too much money. So maybe, maybe I'll start listing some cards so I can so I can start yep. buying again, you know? Exactly. Yep. We see lots of people doing that. So it's kind of the circle of life. All right. Congratulations. Good luck with the baby. When's the baby due? Uh January. Okay, well, get your sleep now because you know you've had one. Get your sleep now because once the baby comes, you're done for like 18 months. <laughs> yep, no, it's going to be tough, but we're definitely excited for that. All right, congratulations. I wish you the best uh, of uh, holiday season. And how about we'll we'll touch base after the first of the year, okay? See what yep, you guys sounds are. Good. You guys will probably be at 10 million cards by then. Yep, that's the goal. So I'm definitely going to let you know once we hit 10. All right, good luck in it, and we'll be in touch, okay? Yep, sounds good. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Well, Drew Connors are really, really, um, I don't know. He's really energetic about our hobby and really into it. And he's been doing this now for about 18 months. Uh, he, he owned his own card store up in, in St. Louis area. And he's a great collector as well as, as a, a provider of a, a service. So guys, just go to check out buysportscards.com to the, during the whole month of October, you can, uh, earn money just for listing your cards with them and they don't have any seller fee. So when you sell stuff, they don't charge you a percentage. So check it out. Buysportscards.com. You've used buysportscards.com, right, Drew? Yeah, I have a couple of times. Yeah. So it's a, it's an, it's a great uh, site. Check it out. And I want to thank Connor for joining us and letting everyone know about the promotion that they've got it going on for October. All right, bud. We got a lot of new releases this week. Why don't you let people know what we got coming? Yes, we do. We've got an Upper Deck Hockey release of 2022-23, so end of last season. Upper Deck Allure Hockey Hobby Boxes are out now. You'll see nine packs, each with eight cards per pack. That's 72 cards in that box. You'll see one auto out of it. $120 is the price tag on that. we got a baseball release from uh, Panini, 2023 Panini Select. I love the Panini, Panini Select. Panini Select Baseball is out. Hobby boxes are going for about $150. You get 12 packs of five cards. You get two autos, two memorabilia, and three numbered prisms. With Panini, remember, guys, you only get guys that have not played a game in the majors or um, veterans. So they, they can't do current players. But it's still a pretty good deal. $150 for a Panini Select Baseball. Got the uh, Tops Update Baseball is out now as well for 2023. Out of those hobby boxes, you'll have 20 packs, each of 12 cards per pack. That's 240 cards right there. There's also a special silver pack put in there and one auto or relic per box. $95 to get yourself a hobby box Tops Update. Drew, do they sell just the update as a set? I have I don't remember seeing update as a set at all. It used to be back in the day, you know, you had traded when they did that as a set. Right. But 
now they've expanded out to nearly 300 card updates that I don't remember seeing any box set. I know I have series one and I have series two uh, sets completed. So I kind of have, I think I have to go out and buy these. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, if you got two out of three, you got, you got to finish the trifecta there. I know, you know what, there's, there's not a lot of um great rookies. I don't think yeah. in this year's class and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm fighting it, but it's only, it's $95 for a hobby box. So maybe I'll just go out and pick up a, a hobby box. I actually like the jumbos and I jumbos are a little more. I might uh, go towards the jumbos, but. We got um 2023 Bowman Chrome University football is out. You can get a hobby box for $125 or a uh, blaster box for 25 bucks. In uh, the hobby box, you get 24 packs, four cards per pack. These are um 2023 Bowman Chrome University football. I'm not, I'm I'm torn, Drew. I don't know. You know, Bowman has done gr- such a great job, and Thompson's done a great job on the baseball end. Mm-hmm. And the football end and it's university, and I just don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know if where, where, where to draw the line, right, in terms of collecting. I know of another company that does the college football and does it really well. So uh, just saying, that's that's an option out there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, but you have to draw the line someplace. You can't you, you right. can't buy pickleball, and you can't, just can't get everyone. You can't get every one of them. You have to let something go, and it's very hard. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Uh, we've got some uh, regular NFL football stuff coming out from Panini. Gold Standard is uh, hitting the shelves. Kind of a higher, uh, middle high end product. You get one pack of seven cards, but I don't know seven cards. You get five autos or relics in a pack. Four hundred forty-five dollars is your price on that. And they are sweet looking cards. They really yeah. are. I really like that one. All right, Drew from Panini. If you're into hitting and punching in, in blood, right? Hitting, punching, blood. I guess. Two thousand. Who is it though? Who is it? <laughs> 2023 Panini Chronicle UFC is out. You get six packs, eight cards per pack, two autos, 12 holographic base or parallels for $165. So that's $165 if you're into UFC. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a UFC fight, uh, but I used to love wrestling when I was a kid. So wrestling's yeah. fi- and wrestling's all fake, and UFC is real. So <laughs> I love I love some UFC. I mean, a good punch in the face contest is always good. And the fun with UFC is that there's so much stuff you have to defend against from the other person because you know it's punching, it's kicking, it's wrestling. It's there's so much involved in it. So I mean, unlike boxing where it's just punch and move, punch and move, punch and move, this is like you might get punched, you might get kicked, you might get thrown down. You never know what you're going to have coming at you. So you got to be ready for anything, and it's kind of fun because of that. I know it's kind of like the old Bug, Bugs Bunny rest, uh, cartoon when they 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 go into the ring together with the with the, and 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 uh, the rest like okay no eye gouging and then Bugs right. does the eye gouging and no hitting yep. below the belt and he hits below the belt. And yep. <laughs> everything goes in UFC. So 2023 Panini Chronicle UFC for 165 bucks. All right, Drew, that wraps up um, our new releases. Just a couple of news items uh, to let you guys know about. First, I want to congratulate our friend of the show matt strom of course from the cards life he made he was the pitcher on on the mound he made he uh, was made the final out against atlanta in the uh what is it nlds division series right yep yep so uh matt came out out of the bullpen uh it was a pretty close game i think it was three to one right I think so. I didn't. I didn't three to one. The, and the Matt count. came out of the bullpen and, and got the final three outs of the game. So congratulations, Matt. Um, he Matt obviously is a, a friend of the show. I I met Matt a couple times, and uh, he's a really nice kid. 
And I'm just ha I'm happy that he got out of Boston and is making something of himself in, in Philadelphia. So congratulations, Matt. Good job. Got some uh, show news coming up here. Got the Shriners show uh, November 3rd through the 5th. Uh, was that GBSCC? Is that where it's uh, going to be held? Yep. The greater yeah. no, it's the Greater Boston Sports Collectors Convention. There we the, go. Okay. At the Shriners Auditorium in Wilmington, Massachusetts. There we go. So that's coming up. That's uh, yeah, just a couple weeks away, November third through the fifth. So uh, start your Turkey Day month off right by checking that one out. A lot of really great autograph guests on there. Richard Seymour and Ty Law headlining list. Terry Francona is going to be out there. We have Lawyer Malloy. How about El Guapo? Rich Garces is going to be there as well. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of, lot of really big names there. Check that one out for sure if you're up in the New England area. Yeah, and Baseball Hall of Famer, Lee Smith, will be there as well. Ah, Lee Smith, there we go. Very cool. So, yeah, I'm going to be going to the show on Saturday uh, the 4th. So, guys, if you're going to the, the Shriners show, look out for me. Make sure you say hello. All right, Drew, I think that wraps up Baker's Dozen for the week. We had a lot, lot of news to talk about. And uh, now we're going to get into the super size of the yes. show. All right, first, guys, we have Collector's Corner. We have Peter Fertig and Steve Curtis. They are um, president and vice president of the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation. Uh, they are announcing the winners. We're announcing the Hall of Fame winner and the MLB winner uh, uh, right here. And uh, the um, award ceremony is going to be November 15th in Washington, D.C. And guess what, guys? If you want to attend it, it's free. No charge to attend the show. So if you want to attend the award ceremony, you're in the D.C. area, um, you can just type in Bob Feller. I think it's activevaloraward.org uh, is the, the website. But you go to just put in Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation in your um, search engine and it'll pull up, pull it right up. You can say you have to you have to register for a ticket. If you want a ticket, you want to go to the event, which is uh, November 15th. It's a Wednesday night. From six to nine in Washington D.C., you're more than welcome. We love to see some TTM cast listeners there. I will be there. My wife will be there. So um, let me know if you can attend. Um, but here, please enjoy my interview with Steve and Peter from the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation. And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. This segment is sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning pricing, tracking, and cataloging your cards. Upgrade to Collects Pro to access exclusive features like exporting collections to spreadsheet, printing checklists, and Collects AI. All right, guys, we have a very distinguished pair today. We have Peter Furtag. He is president of the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation and Steve Curtis, who is vice president. And we are going to have uh, fun. It's a very busy time for the uh, award foundation. The uh, Bob Feller uh, Active Valor Award is going to have a in-person ceremony on November 15th, which is a Wednesday night at the Madison Hotel in Washington, D.C. If you're interested in attending the event, it is free. You can go to activevaloraward.org to sign up and register to attend the event. But we're going to uh, announce the winners today and talk to the guys about uh, this great award. So welcome, Steve, and welcome, Peter. Thank you, Jeff. Thank, yeah, thank you for having us, Jeff. Oh, no problem. I, uh, yeah, it's such a pleasure, and I love what you guys are doing uh, to promote our country and, and service. And um, of course, Mr. Feller, who who, who uh, started uh, helped start this award. Why don't you, Steve? Why don't you tell us a little about uh, how this award uh, became uh, came about? As as far as uh, 
the uh, we have two awards. Uh, one is for the uh, Major League Baseball player that goes above, goes above and beyond for our military and what they do. Uh, and what we look for is, you know, things they do, but also it's uh, the, uh, it's put out each year to the clubs and every major league baseball club can can nominate a a player for the award and it's the criteria is you know things they do for the military like uh having special events on the on the field prior to a game things like that and uh, not only that uh, we do a lot of the research ourselves and even if the a uh, baseball club do not nominate somebody and we know somebody does do a lot, we will uh, nominate them ourselves. And then uh, board members, uh, we get all the criteria together and what the uh, teams have sent to us and what they do. And then we vote and find out who we think should receive the award. We have a special uh, system, how we do that, how the vote goes. Like, Say if we had a uh, first place vote and then uh, we had another player that had a lot of second place votes is a formula that we use to uh, to decide who that player should be. And that's the Major League Baseball player. And then we go for a Hall of Fame uh, inductee that either supports the military uh, themselves, like, for, for instance, we've honored such uh, Hall of Fame is as uh, Randy Johnson, who he uh, has been a very a great advocate and have done has done a lot of USO tours and things like that. But sometimes some of these Hall of Famers have actually served. For instance, a Tom Lasorda served in the, in the U.S. Army, and uh, our recipient this year is Carlton Fisk, who is, was in the uh, Reserves between sixty-seven to uh, seventy-one, and Steve, that's... you let the, the the winner out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So anyway, but uh, he, we he's have... stealing, Peter. He's stealing your thunder. <laughs> oh well. Oh, I'm famous for that. So. I know. We well, uh, Peter. We know so what happens when we give Steve the microphone, right? Let him go. <laughs> 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 Peter, why don't you tell us about the history of the the award and how um and why Bob Feller is, is, is it was named after Bob Feller and and, and how um you know the Feller family has been involved and, and how long the award has been been in uh, in uh, existence. Well, let me just begin by saying thank you, Jeff, for the time and consideration you've given Steve and myself today. It's it's been an honor. You've been a big part of it over the last year, and we really do appreciate everything that you and your, your fan base and uh, those that surround what you guys are doing, uh, understanding what we do, which is uh, obviously a way of giving back. Uh, I started a children's book about 20 years ago, and uh, Bob Feller was kind enough to do the introduction, uh, along with Tom Seaver, who did the, uh, the forward, and Cal Ripken, who did Final Thoughts. What was nice is, uh, in reading the introduction by Bob Feller, I had no idea, zero that he was, you know, he was uh, what he had done with the United States Navy, uh, 
stepping away from the game of baseball as a phenom, right? Because he was a phenom and as a 16-year-old coming out of high school uh, to, you know, out of the <laughs> out of the cornfields of Iowa to, to really Literally, play. right? Literally, Peter, right? He was basically a, a high school player and he went right to the majors. Right. No, no minor leagues, nothing. He was thrown, you know, they did a test. And if you YouTube it, you could see the test that he did uh, uh, in Chicago and how fast he threw. They clocked him at about 105 miles an hour. Just insane. Yep. He was, he was uh, uh, just an incredible, uh, incredible player. But what, what really impressed me about Mr. Feller is as a 23 year old young person had already been in the majors for about four or five years, maybe a little longer had already a hundred games under his belt. December 7th was, uh, he was going to sign his largest contract for about a hundred thousand dollars. Heard on the news that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor that morning, turned the car around, went right to Chicago where former heavyweight champion, uh, Gene Tooney, uh, you know, signed him in to, uh, to serve our country. So I was more impressed. I, listen, I love baseball, not as much as Steve and you probably, but to the point where uh, I love my country more. Just I, I think of what Bob Feller did as a young person and how many young people, you know, do that today that serve our country and how we were able to connect the World War II generation to today. So that's how the foundation more or less started. So I reached out to uh, Major League Baseball, the Hall of Fame, the USS Alabama, obviously Ann Feller, who she was kind enough to uh, – to give the blessing on. And within six weeks had the support of everybody except the United States Navy. And then the fun began. And that, yeah, I would say the U S Navy doesn't move fast. Do they? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. But I give all the kudos in the world to Michael Jabbly, uh, who was kind enough to, uh, to navigate me through the first year of trying to put this together. And within, within seven months had the support on Memorial day, Believe it or not, Friday of Memorial Day weekend had the support of the United States Navy to uh, really button us up. Um, and we didn't even have the awards created. We had nothing going on. It was just a chaotic year, uh, to say the least. Uh, but it's been uh, an absolute blessing uh, for me personally, for my family. I got to meet people like yourself, like Steve Curtis, who's a great American uh, and has my, my truly my right arm. You know, if you don't know it, Steve Curtis is a command sergeant major in the United States Army. It was for 25, 30 years. And I'm sure he'll jump in and tell me the exact number. Uh, still currently serving in the United States Guard. Um, but more importantly, is a great American. And I'm honored to know him as well as other board members uh, within the foundation to help us tell the story of not just Bob Feller, but Yogi Berra, who was at D-Day. Warren Spahn, who was at the Battle of the Bulge. Nestor Chilak. Now, I'm sure you know who Nestor is, right, Jeff? Yeah, he's an umpire, former umpire. That's right. Now, Nestor, uh, again, we do a lot of education. Again, all that falls under the auspice of Steve. He does the podcast. He does the Profiles of Valor. He's helping us with the Boys and Girls Club. I mean, Steve is a one-man machine that really just helps our foundation move forward. So um, I hope that gives you an understanding of what we're trying to do. Um, but we honor the 39 Hall of Famers and including Jerry Coleman, who uh, is our Marine recipient, uh, because when the Secretary of the Navy was there, uh, he wanted to, you know, uh, inspire the um, the whole Navy, uh, which includes the United States Marine Corps. And, and we thought about it for a while. This was prior to Gil Hodges. Um, and 
uh, we'd come up with Jerry Coleman, who was um, a Ford C Frick Award winner. Uh, so that makes 40 whole, you know, 40 players that we honor and and what they do. Steve, did I forget anything? No, you get right on, right on Steve, the head. Steve, why, why don't you um, just let people review that uh, what uh, the foundation's mission is and, and uh, how how who and uh, does the foundation assist in the money that we we earn we we raise? Yeah, we not well. We we support uh, other veteran causes, and and in addition, we offer. Uh, scholarships to uh, military families, including veterans, uh, currently serving service members, children of veterans or currently serving, as well as spouses. And they can apply each year. And then uh, we decide of all those categories who we think is, is, uh, should get the award. And for this year, actually, uh, Gil Hodges Jr., who is on our podcast, as you know, yep. uh, and he's going to join us at the annual award uh, event this year, and he's going to give out the Gil Hodges uh, Memorial uh, Scholarship Award to a uh, a uh, student who actually wrote a very nice essay on Gil Hodges. So I think that's very fitting. All so right, don't give the name out yet. That's that's Peter's job. <laughs> yes. so, so, but uh, we, as Peter pointed out, we not only uh, support uh, support veteran causes, we also support uh, students who are want to further their education, either it be a graduate or right out of high school. So we we uh, we not only uh, do that, we also offer it to veterans. On a part-time basis, they don't have to be full-time students because we know that some of the veterans have other jobs. So we we included that even if they're part-time students, they can receive the award. So we're very uh, we're very uh, proud of our of what we do for not only the education program but also for veteran causes. All right, guys. The the, the in-person award ceremony is going to be Wednesday, November fifteenth at the Madison Hotel in Washington, D.C. There's no charge to attend. So if you're interested in attending, you do have to pre-register. Go to www.activevalorward.org, activevalorward.org, and sign up uh, to attend the event. It's going to be a great event. And now we're going to let Peter, who is president of the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation, uh, let us know who won this year's awards. And uh, there was a, it was a lot of people that uh, were nominated, and it was tough to whittle down to choose the winners but first since, since steve already gave out this one the uh, national <laughs> baseball hall of fame award goes to well, that, there you go carlton fisk carlton fisk yeah, former so. boston red sox and chicago white sox hall of fame catcher uh he was a, a reserve member right and he's uh, been supporting um the Bob Feller Award and the military and he was friends with, with the, the Feller family correct that is correct. He actually, I had actually met him, and, and uh, I had talked to Ann there before I made the trip, and she said, "If you see Colin Fish, you make sure that you say hi." And that's and uh, when I mentioned that, he came right over and asked how he was doing, and, and uh, they was very close, and uh, uh, and so it was very fitting, I thought, to, uh, to be uh, on the couch this year. 
All right, Peter, who is that? Who is uh, this year's current Major League Baseball player who won the award this year? So our recipient this year is Jonathan Gray from the Texas Rangers, who's still in the uh, still in still in the playoffs. They just uh, I just think beat the Orioles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they are continuing forward, and, and Jonathan and his wife Jacqueline do a tremendous amount. Again, I give Steve all the credit in the world. He's the one that puts all the pieces of the puzzle together, puts uh, together with Bob DiBiasio of the Cleveland Guardians, uh, and then we send it out to our board members for voting. So uh, we got Carlton Fisk, uh, again, a great uh, humanitarian and uh, soldier in the United States Army, uh, as well as uh, Jonathan Gray, who honors uh, our military um, accordingly and uh, does great work. Does it actually... If you watch the uh, Major League Baseball, there's a uh, put up Jonathan Gray in the Act of Valor Award. You'll see uh, a couple of minutes that John speaks about the award. So by all means, I don't want to steal his thunder. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing him in D.C. I just want to make one slight correction. The event is being held at the United States Navy Memorial. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, that's okay. I just I wanted to make it clear so that uh, nobody <laughs> drives to the Madison and go, where are we? No, it's, it's that's where we're staying, but we're uh, we're hosting the event at the United States Navy Memorial. So great, thank you, Peter. Yeah. All right, Peter, yeah. we have a couple more uh, um, military awards that we're gonna absolutely uh, give out so, as well this night, and we have the U.S. Uh, United States Navy Petty Officer Award. Who's that going to? The United States Navy Chief Petty Officer Award this year goes to Chief Personnel Specialist, Aviation Warfare, Terrell M. Color. Right. So and I forgot to make mention of this and I do apologize, but I do think it's important when we did start the award, Jeff, it was broken to the three components of Bob Feller's life. Right. So he was a major league baseball player, a Navy chief petty officer and a Hall of Famer. That's what the award is broken into. And that's what we try to carry forward. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, that the secretary of the Navy came to us and said he wanted to honor a Marine. This year's Marine recipient under Jerry Coleman is Gunnery Sergeant Terrence B. Showers. Uh, Operations Chief of Combat Logistics Battalion 451. So we're honored to, to host him and his family, as well as uh, we have a peer-to-peer -peer award. And usually we do an afloat and ashore, but this year we only have, I believe, uh, an afloat award. And what that is is young sailors that make good decisions uh, with uh, within the community. And we're honored this year to to uh, to you know to host the USS Tripoli. So we'll be uh, hosting them as well. And then finally, uh, you know, Steve does uh, a good amount of work with our young people. He does a tremendous amount of mentorship uh, with them. So we have a fellowship award. But this year it was so difficult that uh, we had to have two fellows. So one was Nora Belladu. She's a graduate of Gettysburg College. And Marco Del Bene, who's attending currently Pace University. So those are our recipients this year. I hope that uh, helps, Steve. Anything you I might have missed? Do you anything you want to add? No, I think you hit it. Uh, and I I would okay. announce the uh, scholarship uh, winners, but uh, at this point, it's so new that I haven't even contacted them. So uh, <laughs> it, we will have five recipients of a two thousand dollar scholarship this year. But uh, I'm in process now of of reaching out to them but we will have uh, five recipients this year. 
Right. And at, at the award on the 15th at the U.S. Naval uh, Memorial, we are going to have uh, silent auctions on all sorts of autographed me memorabilia from uh, Hall of Fame baseball players, as well as uh, and pictures and balls and stuff and cards and stuff. We also will have a raffle. Right, Steve? Yes. Yes, that's true. And, and all the money is going to go towards um, funding next year's scholarships. Am I correct? A combination. Uh, we haven't really talked about that part of it yet. So. Look All at right, that. Guys. Steve's keeping it close to the vest. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The, just the, the things to take away from this is Wednesday, November 15th at the United States Navy Memorial will be the in-person award ceremony. If you want to attend, go to www.activevalorawar.org. There's no charge to attend, but you do have to pre-register. So if you're in the D.C. area and you want to attend the event, you're more than welcome. Uh, I will be there. Steve will be there. Peter will be there. There are all sorts of uh, dignitaries from the, the Navy and from Major League Baseball will be there as well. So it's a really fun event it's going from 6 to 9 6 p.m to 9 p.m uh peter anything else you'd like to add yes uh with all the unfortunate tragedies that's going on in the world security will be at a high so please dress a dress accordingly it's business casual um but more importantly um just you know uh, be on guard keep uh keep everything that's that you know that's going on and just keep our friends in israel in your hearts and prayers so that's my my two cents for where we're at in today's society. But Jeff, we want to thank you for all the hard work that you do for the foundation. And you don't think that you do a lot, but we disagree. We think that you're a big component in helping us, especially with Jerry, that's actually running the auction. So thank you both for all that you do for uh, the foundation. No, it's my pleasure, Peter. I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And I thank Steve for bringing me into the, the foundation. It's uh a great time and you guys are doing great work and anything that you know promote our country and promote promote baseball and promote um you know the the legacy of bob feller who was an outstanding uh, athlete and outstanding american i think it, we we it's all, all uh very well steve is there anything else you'd like to add before i let you go no i just uh i echo uh, uh peter's what he said about i appreciate all you've done and and helping with the other podcast team that we have and uh, and just looking forward to any of the listeners out there that hopefully hopefully we see them in dc for and they i know they won't be disappointed be a, a great event and uh and a good way to honor america i'll tell you they, they won't be disappointed i agree thank uh, you all right Guys, go to activevalorawar.org for event information. Also, if you'd like to volunteer and just help out uh, the foundation in any way you can, if you are if you have an expertise in something, we always are looking for people to help from anything from planning to doing mailings to helping out with the podcast to, uh, I don't know, just about anything. Right, Peter? Yeah, and, and, and really, uh, Jeff, I want to say one thing. And if, if you haven't been to this event, it truly is – a pure American experience. And that's the one thing I will say. If you get the, the opportunity to get one of the 200 seats, it's not easy to get in. But once you get in, if you are able to experience it, it is a wonderful experience. We highly encourage it. But thank you for all that you've done, Jeff. It's tremendously appreciated. All right, you're welcome, guys. All right, guys, November 15th is the day. Go to activevalorward.org for all the information and sign up if you'd like to attend. There's no charge. It is a, it's a, going to be a great event, as Peter just said. And uh, 
Peter, thank you. Steve Curtis, thank you very much. And uh, we will uh, looking forward to seeing everyone in November. Sounds good. Thank, thank you. you. All right, Drew, these, these guys do a great job. You know, you know, I do some work with them as well. Uh, it's a great award. It's a great, a great um, evening if you want to attend. And uh, it's just, you know, all the money goes back to helping um, either scholarships or veterans funded uh, things. So please uh, check, check, check it out. There's, we're going to have, we have tons of stuff that we're going to be auctioning off and raffling off as well, including the grand prize. I think at the raffle is going to be a baseball signed by seven of the former um, award winners, wow. which is, which is kind of cool. So um, if you, if in the Washington DC area uh, and you want to go November 15th is the event, you just have to go and register for your ticket. It takes about two seconds to get a ticket. They are free. So check that out. All right, Drew. Next up is. Clemente's World! If it's soccer, hockey, or collectibles, it's in Clemente's World. It's time for Clemente's World with Clemente Lisi. It's football season. There's no better time to get your NFL stars, rookies, and veteran cards graded. CGC Cards offers fast turnaround times so you get your cards back even faster. They have crystal clear holders so your cards shine. And best yet, all starting at just $12 a card. Head to cgccards.com to start creating your cards today. So Drew, when I get in the when I get on the phone with Clemente, right? I just we can't stop. We just can't stop. We I, I have 15 minutes set aside for Clemente, and an hour and a half later, we're still going. <laughs> Oh boy, that sounds familiar. Yep. I know. I love the guy. He's just awesome. And all we all we just talk hockey. You know, yep. you and I, you and I could talk hockey forever. Remember when, when we started to when Clemente, we met Clemente at the national, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden we we like we were just we're sitting there saying, Hey, Clemente comes over, so introduced himself. And I think we had yep. just met him. And uh you start you start you and him start talking hockey, and I just stepped back for like 20 minutes just listening to you guys talk hockey it was awesome yeah, so hockey indoor soccer everything it's like yeah i mean it's great because i mean like i said before we don't really get there's the big three sports of baseball football and basketball hockey kind of is definitely number four on there soccer is definitely number five so to have coverage of those uh those quote-unquote bottom two of the big five oh that helps out so much yeah, Clemente and Clemente is a great collector and a great, great uh, hockey talk. So we talk, we talk a little about the Bruins game that I went to. We also talk um, this year's 2023-24 season look ahead. And we also look at some of the hockey collectibles. So please enjoy my interview with Clemente in Clemente's world. All right, guys, it's time for our favorite segment, our friend from New York, his name is Clemente Lise. He has the Clemente's world. We talk soccer and hockey and collecting and just about anything else. We have Clemente on every month, sometimes twice a month when, when, when we're lucky. Welcome, Clemente. How you doing, buddy? I've been good. Happy October. Thank you. You too. I know we got Halloween coming up. We got the start of hockey season. Um, right. We got baseball playoffs. It's fun, right? 
it's the you know it's one of the best times of year for sports fans in general because you have all these sports coming back. But yeah, hockey season is back this week, so it's a lot of fun. Very I know a lot of late We're night. Up, you and I are up in the Northeast, so we love. This is the best weather, right? We this is the best weather we have all year. Unfortunately, we have we just passed Columbus Day weekend, and once Columbus Day comes, cold weather. <laughs> right, but you know what? When you get that little bit of tinge in the air, and then you're watching hockey, I feel like. It's a it's a good way to you know get into the season even though I don't like the cold. So I know when you know what it's fun when you wake up and there's a little briskness in the air and the leaves right. are turning and uh, we we still have another couple nice weeks before uh, I don't know right around Thanksgiving right then it gets really cold. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> we're saying hockey's back. Hockey is back. Woo! <laughs> and I went to the game last night, and we'll talk about that. It, 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 is, it, is, it is fun. Hey, let's talk about some collectibles first. Um, the McFarlane uh, figures, there there have um, you pre-ordered. There's all sorts of guys you can order. T David Pasternak, Connor McDavid, uh, Tage McTom uh, Thomas, Tage Thompson, sorry, Cole Caulfield, Sidney Crosby, Matt Bernier's. Um, they're seven-inch figures. They go for about $29. Um, have you seen them? And what's your thoughts on them? Yeah, I've seen them. And, you know, they're they're out right in time for the start of the season. You know, they don't look like anything like the, you know, starting lineups from the 80s or 90s. These are really well done figurines. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah, at, at $29.99, it's a good price. And you can pre-order them now on the McFarland website. You can get all eight of them for $200 now, down from $250, I think. It's a good Christmas present if you, you know, if you have mantle space and that kind of thing. And, you know, I like the selection of the players, too. It isn't just Ovechkin and McDavid. I mean, they've got guys in there like uh, Matty Beneers and Cole Caulfield who are young. And I like that. And, you know, they have Sidney Crosby, of course, and David Pasternak, as you mentioned. So I like the mix of, of the players that they have. They have chase figures you can get if you buy a case of them. You know, I think they're really well done. I think at, at $30, they're really they're pretty affordable. I mean... I think starting lineup came back was it a year ago, and those were ridiculous prices. They were crazy, and not nearly as nice as these. And McFarland did make uh, figurines with Canadian national team players about a decade ago. It's good to see them back doing this. And I think, look, whenever you can make, you give collectors a different avenue to collect other things, you know, other than cards. I think it's a good idea. And no, they're great. I mean, you know, I mean, people like bobblehead dolls. People are into this stuff. I think kids would be into this. Um, but no, a really nice selection. I like the the checklist for it too. And like I said, um, the players look real, real. They look real at the face. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. And there are nice stands and there's pucks and there's, I don't know. It's just a whole, it's a nice uh, presentation, don't you think? Yeah. And like I said, for $29.99, it's worth just getting one just to, just to see it, right? So it's totally worth it. Um, From a collector's standpoint, who is there anyone that stands out with like, oh, I really need to get a Connor McDavid or I really need to get a Cole Caulfield? Is there, from a collector's standpoint, not from a, a fan standpoint, because you, you know who I'm ordering, right? Well, of course, I know what you're going to order, right? Uh, but but I think, look, Connor McDavid, arguably the best hockey player of this generation and maybe in the all-time greats, right? So he's always a collectible. And Ovechkin's collectible because he's going for the goals record. People, collectors are really into Ovechkin. Um, obviously he's in a better market in Washington, D.C. than Edmonton for McDavid. But I think those are the big ones. I think players like Cole Caulfield will sell very well in Montreal because, you know, hockey's a religion there. Uh, and Sidney Crosby, you know, Sidney Crosby's still an amazing player. And it's funny because with Bedard now in the league, many people are comparing him to Sidney Crosby. 
And so yep. I think in a lot of ways, Sidney Crosby is making a bit of a comeback for those people who are not paying attention as much. And look, the truth is he still is one of the best players in the league. And and he, without him, you know, Pittsburgh can only dream of ever making the playoffs or doing well in the postseason. So those are the people I would, I would chase for. But like I said, I like that they included other players as well. So. And uh, I think they're really neat because of the bases. They're really, um, you know, if you, you, you're going to get an autograph, right. The, you know, at a show, at a show, because you're not going to mail these things out, but if you, if you go, you want to get them signed at a show, the bases look really nice for autographs. Don't you think? They're, they're black. I don't know what the material is, but I think if you were to do something like with a silver or, or gold marker, it's possible. And I have to actually get the, my hands on these to be able to tell you that, but yeah, it's a possibility. And, even on the back is a stand that has uh, the player's face and number yep. and name. Maybe that's an opportunity to get that signed. And that would be totally different as opposed to signing a puck or card, which, you know, we prefer, but anything that could be different, I think is also nice. And that comes with it. What looks like a puck or it's a circular object. Maybe get that signed. Right, like a mini puck because these, these things are only seven inches tall. So they're, exactly. it's, a, it's, a, it's a mini puck. It looked really big on, online, but you're right. They're very small. But they, I, but I think they're kind, of, they're kind of neat. And uh, where I'm actually, um, I've been talking to the people at McFarland, so I've got two people that uh, are they're a part of the sports group, and we're gonna have them on the show to talk about the talk about the release of the these uh, figures, and I think we're gonna get one to give away to one of our listeners. So that that is that's kind of cool. That's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's go and talk about some other uh, releases. We have the Upper Deck Hockey uh, Allergar release. It's 2022-23. Um, Hobby Ox is going for about $120. You get nine packs, eight cards per pack with one autograph. Um, your thoughts on the Allure uh, line and uh, the collectability of them? Yeah, so I wrote about Allure and all the other new releases that are coming out in the fall. Um in my new puck junk October column. See uh, how I served that up for you? Perfectly. So yeah, <laughs> Allure is one of those, yeah, those mid tier um, releases. I like it. I don't buy a box of it though. At $120, it's very affordable. Um, there's a lot of inserts, a lot of rainbow. It's, you know, it's one of those shiny products. Um, it hasn't been around that many years. Um, I like to buy singles on this one as opposed to ripping it because yep. the truth is, there's a lot of releases leading up to November 1st, which is series one flagship upper deck hockey. And that's the one where I think everyone wants to buy that and collect that and, and get the inserts and the young guns. So these other releases, they struggle, but what ends up happening with the lore and a bunch of other cards is that the singles are much sought after, after the fact, people are looking for the inserts at shows, looking for rookies in there. If you're looking for Connor Bedard, he's not going to be in there. He's going to be in next year's allure probably because he will be in series two flagship in the, in the spring so you know a lot of prices are going up based on whether bedard will be in those products he's not in this one which explains why it's 120 <laughs> all right the other one the other great release so this is for our friends up in canada is the tim horton uh 2023-24 release there's uh, a couple hundred cards in in the set the packs are uh, very affordable i think they're a dollar when you purchase a, a beverage at tim hortons in there i think they're two dollars if you don't purchase anything and i know they're available online I, I know you can purchase them online through uh you know ebay through through uh set uh, other you know the second releases but um what's your what's your thought on the tim horton release i know i i really like the last year's release 
Yeah, look, I like I love Tim Horton cards, and I really, really wish that there was a, a way to actually get them because you're right, you can get them online from secondary sellers, and they're not that expensive, really. They're not, but I think the fun of it would be to get like coffee and a donut or whatever, or Timbits or whatever you want to do. I know. And, don't don't you think Dunkin' Donuts should take it up? Yeah. So so there's a you know I was speaking to people at Upper Deck a few years ago, and they were telling me that the license for the Upper Deck license for hockey in the United States for a food release is McDonald's and McDonald's has done hockey regionally in the past. So they would have to lose it to give it to Dunkin Donuts, which would be a normal, a natural or, or Tim Hortons in America. Cause they, you know, but McDonald's doesn't come out with hockey cards and Dunkin and Tim Hortons in America don't. So hockey fans are left in this kind of this limbo of you have to hope to go to Canada. Now I am going to go to Canada next month. I'll be at the expo. They sell this at the expo. They sell albums of it. I think, um, Tim Hortons will still be selling them. There are rumors that upstate New York, like places like Buffalo, places in New Jersey have it. I've never seen them in the wild. It's like it's like a unicorn. Is it real? I <laughs> no, I know. So I forget who told me that they had they found them in New Jersey. One of our listeners, maybe. Uh, but I've never seen them. We don't have Tim, H- Tim Hortons here in Massachusetts, obviously. But I, I heard that uh, Tim Hortons in New Jersey did have them. But that was last year. Yeah, so, right. So, you know, buying them on eBay, it's a little more expensive and not, just not as fun. I like Tim Hortons. I wish there was a way for those to show up in America somehow. And if Upper Deck is listening, I think they need to push for the food release. I think, you know, there was a set that came out ooh, many years ago, Dunkin' Donuts did on, on NBA players. And that's that's from the 90s. And people love those cards. So yeah. I think love food releases. And look, it would also get the cards out there. Like people, kids would would see them and buy them. I can only imagine, I mean, just imagine in markets like New York and Boston, Chicago, LA, I think those cards would do well at uh, Duncan or, or Tim Hortons. In the, yeah. In the- Minneapolis. How, how, if they were in Minnesota, how would those, how would those go? They would go, they would go crazy. Yeah, they totally would. And so I think uh, original six markets, but even like the cold markets. But no, even- how about like Vegas and Carolina and yeah. Tampa? Yeah, totally. So, I do think that, you know, the conversation about Tim Hortons is more about, is there an opportunity down the line for America to get them? Having said that, they're, they're great. They added some more chase cards this year. The base set's cool. They have legends. They have uh, current players. It always The design's always very clean. I love Tim Hortons. I'm hoping to get my hands on a few of these when I'm in Toronto next month. Yeah, I'm jealous that you're, go- you're going to the show. It's a great, a great show. Drew and I have been talking about it for two years now, about going up to Toronto for the show. And one of these two years, we're going to make it up, I promise. Yeah, that'd be great. Especially the spring one's probably better. It's not as cold, right? Yep, exactly. Well, you know what? We, we, we mentioned, I don't know, what are we, we going on? The Wonder Kid, the 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 Messiah? What's his official nickname, Clemente? I, I've been calling him the next one. Like the great, <laughs> but you know, he might not be the next one. We don't know. So, so as a side note, I, I did spend time with him and a bunch of other rookies at the rookie showcase last month. We was able to transform that into the cover story for Sports Collectors Digest. It's out now, and it's all about Connor Bedard and what he means to hockey and what he means to the hobby. Yeah, we've seen a, a sample size now, two games already. Um, Look, I like what I see. I mean, yeah, he scored his first goal. You were there for that against Boston. Look, not the prettiest goal in the world. It was a wraparound. He's really known for his wrist shot, which is pretty amazing. And the way he could angle the puck and goalkeeper, goaltenders really get confused. He's had a few shots like that. He had an assist in the first game. 
against Pittsburgh and the goal against Boston. Look, he looks good. He's very fast. My big concern with him has been his size. You know, is he big yeah, enough? Yeah, Clemente, seeing him in person, yeah, he is. He's smaller than the than a lot of the players. Yeah, and I when I saw him like up close, like two feet away, he seemed very small to me. And then on the ice, he looks small. Now his speed is an asset because he can get away from you know getting body checked or whatever that is. But look, he's it's the it's the National Hockey League. He's going to get pushed around, so he's got to be careful. He's got to get bigger, more mature. The other part of it is. Chicago's a pretty bad team. And, you know, will they make the playoffs? Probably not. They probably will finish, you know, very low, I think. But he'll get lots of minutes and lots of ice time, which is good for him if he can yep. put up numbers. And look, if they get up, uh, you know, if they finish outside the, the the playoff hunt and pick up another, you know, draft pick high up, we can see the beginning of a Chicago team that's building for the future. In the meantime, though, you can just tell, on the first night against Pittsburgh, the game was on ESPN. The second game against Boston, the one you went to, that was on TNT. He's getting lots of national coverage. A lot of the promos, he's in them already. So, look, the league is banking on him. He's fun to watch. And if it gives people that haven't watched hockey in a few years or more a chance to watch, that kind of excitement is good because the league has had exciting rookies every year they do. But it hasn't been really since Sidney Crosby, I think, you know, 15 years ago that we've seen this much of excitement. And so look, I think, I think it's great. And I think that um, he's got a lot to build on, but in the meantime, he's fun. And you can tell just by seeing him on TV, he's got this ear to ear grin. He's very excited to be there. Um, and I think he's there to absorb and learn. And, but in the meantime, it's fun. I know you saw him in person. What were your thoughts? Um, I think he's uh, got to work on his face off. I think he he he's lacking on the faceoff, and I don't know if that's because of his size and strength right now. Because he um, lost a lot of faceoffs from what I saw. Uh, I watched him. You know, when you're at the game, it's nice because you can just watch him, and you don't you don't have to focus on the puck, so to speak. And I really did that uh, exclusively. And uh, the kid can skate. He has a, a sense around the net. He uh, when when the when the puck is around the net, he's there. You know what I mean? He 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 makes himself available. Uh, he could have had three three or four goals in the game that I saw, and you know they made some great saves on him. Um, I think I think he's a real deal. I really do. I you know there's some you can tell that that some guys have it, and he has that that missing it. I don't you know what I mean there's some come some players have it. You know David Pasternak has it. There's guys that. You just know, even though they're they don't they're, they they have shortcomings, that they have that special thing. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna score a lot of goals. I think he's gonna make a lot of fans. I think he is. Uh, you know, as long as the I think the the, the refs are gonna have to protect him a little. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Be, yeah. Because he is small. He is really small. Yeah. Yeah. And so, having said that, though. On a, on a hobby level, you know, Series 2, which comes out in the spring, the pre-orders on that are through the roof. It's already selling for $200 a box. So people are already, I've spoken to, for the article, I spoke to dealers and card stores in the Chicago area, and they're like, people calling us want to pre-order. You know, David Adams had the pre-order, and they sold out, and then they now they're taking pre-orders again. So two things are happening there. A lot of excitement around hockey, a lot of prices are going to go up. On speculation now, by the time we get to, you know, February twenty eighth, I think that's the release date. Who knows? He could be injured. He could be, you know, um, you know, has thirty goals. We don't know where he's going to be. So the prices will matter 
on that. But the other thing too is we'll upper deck print more. We have to worry about that. The truth is while young gun cards are short printed, there's no shortage of young guns cards. And right. So, and I mean, look what they did. If you want to look back all the way to the Ken Griffey Jr. card, right? The rookie card in 89. Right. What did they do? They just printed the heck out of that. Did it hurt the value of the card in the end? Probably not. No, people still want they it. They want it, right. Yeah, so, iconic. It's a chase, right? Correct. So, yeah. Um, And then you'll, you'll also be able to tell when people get it, the grading numbers for it, because people are going to get this thing graded. They want to flip it because they want to be able to flip it for the national they want to flip it for the expo in the spring. I mean, there's there's a lot other dates and places. We spoke about this. I wrote about this. He was a big deal, Bedard, at the National, even though there were really no cards of him on his minor league and his uh, Canada yep. card. But they were selling well. The upper deck booth, if you recall, had two very big uh, billboards with his face on it. So everyone's putting their chips on him. But it's good for the sport. I like it that it's we're, we're, it's breaking out of just the hockey media or the hockey fans, it's 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 going out into ESPN and into mainstream culture, and that's what hockey needs, I think. Well, one of the things that hockey is missing, and I was at the game yesterday, which was the second game, his first goal. Uh, he had a wraparound goal. It was, you know, it, it was it, it was nothing special, but it was special, right? Because it was his first sure. goal. Um, and there is no ticket stubs for. Hmm. For I know this for a fact for the for the Boston Garden they do not print tickets at all even for season ticket holders there's not there's not a ticket for that game so everything was virtual there is you cannot you can get a um, virtual commemorative ticket you have to request it and it is all it is is a it's an electronic ticket so it's something that you print out so it's not really a a, a ticket issued by the team so there's no tickets there is no printed program for the game mm. so the only thing they they give a a, a a a game poster which is has the uh date on it and it's a picture of uh, marshawn and it's their the bruins are celebrating their 100th anniversary so it's all boston bruins but there is a date of the game and the blackhawks logo and on the back there is a blackhawks um roster with the statistics so it says connor bedard one game assist so you know that it was his second game and um you know we it is it's the only souvenir that's available that that mentions that game so it there is not from from a collectible standpoint uh, i think the nhl is missing that boat i know that the the uh, penguins the first game there was a lot of people looking for ticket subs for the penguins game and those were not available as well so i don't think and i'm not sure what the rangers are doing but I, i i don't think a lot of the teams are issuing tickets at all. So I think that's that, that they're missing the boat on that. Yeah. And you know what, what happens in Chicago? I don't know how they do it in Chicago, but you're right. It, it marks the end of an era at the same time that we're becoming a more digital society. At the same time, people are looking for tickets, which became a hot thing a couple of years ago. So you're right. People looking for that Connor Bedard first gold ticket stuff. That's going to be basically like a trick question because there is no such thing you're saying. And so yep. that's a thing because that's an opportunity for the secondary market and the conversation to keep going. And so what you want to do is after big events, you want to be able to go on eBay and type in Connor Bedard and, and what do you get? And in this case, you're not going to get anything that's tangible. And so you went to that first game and all you have is your memories of it, which is great, but you don't have anything collectible. And that's kind of weird. Um, and I think, you know, uh, the league has to figure that out. If, if they even know this is a thing, they may not, really care because a lot of the stuff is on the secondary market they don't make any money from it so they are like look 
ticket ticket stubs play a practical purpose, right? That yep. you need them to get into the arena. But when they're on your phone and you scan them and all that, or you print them out on a piece of paper, which is not the same thing, it's a very, very different thing. So it's a shame. Um, and yeah, Connor Bedard is coming of age at a time when society is different. Yeah, I mean, Clemente, we we went down to the the ticket office before the game. So this is before he even played the game. We didn't know if he was going to score or not. And we talked to their ticket uh, people and the the ticket manager. And they were like, just no, we just don't do it because uh, we can't issue a a ticket before the game, Mm. a a, a commemorative ticket before the game. And then we don't do it after the game. It's something uh, with their computer system that they can't do it. Right. Um, you know, based on I don't know if it's it, security it or whatever it is, it but it, it doesn't exist. In other words, it does not. It, right, does not exist. So if you, as a collector, if you see somebody selling a ticket stub from a Boston Bruin game yes yesterday, uh, October eleventh game, it is not a real ticket. It is not. It is it is it is, is uh, something something that people fabricated there. It does not exist. And I, we spoke to um, a few tick, season ticket holders that were sitting next to us, and yeah. they do not get they don't have tickets either. They everything is electronic, wow. so there's there is not a seat there is not a printed ticket for yesterday's game for from the Boston Garden. So if you uh, I, I'm warning you guys as collectors, if you think you're you're, you're buying a, a ticket stuff from the Boston Garden from yesterday, it does not exist. <laughs> it doesn't. That's incredible. That's incredible. And there's no such thing as a printed program either. So the only thing they have is they have a a, a game sheet that they do for every game and uh it was a great a great event. It was the you know the Bruins were celebrating their 100th uh, season this year so they had all the old Bruins there Bobby O was there Phil Esposito was there Jerry Cheevers Ed Johnston you name it they they brought uh, Ken Hodge they brought all the the guys back and then even the people that had passed away uh you know Milt Schmidt and, and all these other guys they brought their kids in and 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 grandkids in so it was a great celebration Rick Middleton was there I mean you name it for in terms of uh, Terry O'Reilly in terms of Bruins by uh, Ray Bork they were all there and uh one thing that we missed because my wife surprised me with tickets. So I didn't really realize I was going to the game till probably three o'clock yesterday. You texted um, me when you said you were going and I was wondering what's the backstory here. How do you find out the last minute you go to a game? But yeah, well, no. she surprised me. She kind of gave me a hint during the, that, that, Oh, I have something for, uh, we, we don't plan for anything to tonight. Cause I might have something for you. So I was like, oh, okay. So she's probably, maybe she's taking me the game, but they had a, um, they called it the gold carpet out at uh, at uh, the garden, and they had all the old timers walking down the gold carpet, uh, uh-huh. signing autographs. Brad Park and all these guys uh-huh. were signing autographs. But yeah, um, we were talking to people that were there, and they got there at like one o'clock or two o'clock. Oh, wow! Um, or the game, the game started at uh, seven o'clock, so yes. you had to get there really early to get the autographs. But um, one of the one of the kids that we were talking to, he had a hat signed by all a lot of the guys, and another guy had a shirt signed by a lot of the guys. So the guys were were signing shirts. Now I know uh, Bobby York kind of shies away from that stuff, and Phil Esposito kind of shies shies away from that stuff. But most of the other guys were signing autographs, which which was kind of cool, and it, it was something that if if I had, we had planned accordingly, maybe we would have gone out there and and uh, it was they made it kind of like a Hollywood Hollywood um right. 
night, you know, a night uh, on opening night. And yeah, they had all the, they had they had he said all the media were, were 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 pulling the guys away. So it was you know it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but he, it was more like the guys were walking down a, a a gold carpet and signing autographs for guys. So it wasn't like you were going through a, a procession line and getting their autographs. It, it, you know it was kind of hit or miss. So uh, right. the, you know this the, the kid that we saw that had the autographs was probably I don't know eight or nine years old, you know? And so obviously they're going to go, they're going to run up to him as opposed to some 50 year old ball guy that's sitting, that's sitting looking, trying to get autographs. Of course, but of course. it was, it would have been nice. It would have been neat to see that, but it, they did a nice job um, bringing back all the, all the old um, timers. And it was nice to see, um, you know, Cam Neely was there and Bob, uh, Bobby Orrin, Phyllis was the last two and they, they were, um, they were, they were together. So it was, and you could tell that they, they were they were kind of um a little gun shy and camera shy, you know. But they did they did interview Phil Esposito and Ray Bork uh between one of the periods, you know, talking about uh Bork giving Espo his number that the night back in in uh when they retired his number. And I actually had been I was in the crowd for that that event when they retired Phil Esposito's number. So it was kind of cool to to see that again, but it was, the, it was, um, it was a, it was a nice night. And then, you know, the, the cherry on top was Bedard scoring the goal. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have picked really a better night to, to see him. How was the, how did the crowd react to his goal? Obviously they weren't happy, but. Yeah. You know what? It was funny that the crowd was kind of behind him and then uh, he got a penalty. I forget what a penalty was. And uh, boy, did they give him the business. <laughs> wow. That's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. So he when he went in the put the penalty box, everyone was like pointing at him and jeering at him and and just giving him the business. So it was you know it was okay. You you scored the goal. Happy for happened to be the first goal. So I think when he had the penalty, we were winning two to one. So people were in better spirits. Uh, and it was a close game, and they 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 scored a goal with like a minute left, uh, an empty net goal, um, to to win the game. So. It, you know, as a Bruin fan, we got to kind of see everything. We got to see a win. We got to see a pretty good game. We got to see him score his first goal. We got to see him get his first penalty. We got to see all the uh, the, the the guys come back, and it was just it was just a a, a great night. And it, you know, I I thank my wife for for surprising me. I w- I had no concept that we were going to the game and, uh, until probably later in the day and I, I texted you and said hey i might be going to the game <laughs> yeah no it was that's awesome and you know it'd be curious to see when he actually now plays in chicago i think the, the home fans are going to be excited the hype in chicago is big and i think they sold lots of season tickets because people want to see him so yeah it'll be fun to see him playing at home after this uh road spell um but yeah no i mean just the last couple of days have been fun because it's for real now the games are back and it'd be curious to see you know this season which teams can excel it's a very long regular season as you know so we'll it's a long ride here between now and uh, in the spring yeah I agree with you I don't think they're a playoff team I think they're um I think they're gonna I think they'll win some games but I don't know uh I think their goaltending is a little shaky I think the defense the defense is still shaky uh, I don't think they're deep enough. I think they maybe might have one and a half lines. You know, I don't think they're they're a team to worry about. Um, who do you like? Is there anyone you like uh, to kind of uh, come out of, of the the quagmire, so to speak? I, I'm sure Pittsburgh will will make the playoffs again this year after missing last year. Is there anyone that you think is gonna gonna have a better season? Are the Canadians gonna be a better team? Uh, are the Rangers still gonna be good? Are we looking at the Islanders being a, a good team? Is is it this year the Buffalo that finally? Uh, be you know becomes a real team 
Yeah, these are good questions. I, look, I, from all the teams you mentioned, I do think that Buffalo and, and potentially Florida have a better chance of being better than they were last year. Now, Florida, we know, snuck in and played spoiler in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they have to they have to capture the magic. And, you know, it's, Kachuk is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he is not uh, one of the top five players in the league. No, no, he's not. And so yeah, these teams can be pesky, though, because as Pittsburgh learned last year, losing games at the end, then you don't get into the playoffs. And Pittsburgh had made the playoffs like 14 years straight, right? So Pittsburgh, I think, will be in the playoffs. You know, Boston is not going to redo what they did last year. Correct. Which may be a good thing because I think they peaked too early. They they were burned out by the end because for the quest for the President's Cup. That's all That's all on the side now. Yeah, I, I mean, Clemente, you look at the Bruins team when they – because they announced all the, the, the team, you know, they opened – because it's the open right. season, so they're not, not – and – Boy, you know, they probably have eight or ten players that are either new to the team or, or new to the league. So um, it, it's a different team than it was last year. Yeah, correct. But they still have the key pieces that I think, yep. can get them, you know, and, and their defense is, is pretty good. So that can get them to the playoffs, I think. And then what happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs. I think there's a bit of a curse to being the number one seed. You don't want to be the number one seed. You might want to be two or three because in the playoffs, everything starts all over again. For the Rangers, I think that they're not going to have a great season. They might sneak into the playoffs. They don't have the pieces they need. I think the team is aging now. I don't know. Is, is Lafreniere, is he going to finally have a breakout year? At his fourth year in the league now? I mean, he's only 22 years old, but he feels like he's been around a long time. So I don't right. see is, of- Kane, is Kane done? Is, is Patrick Kane done? Is he is he a shell of what he used to be? Exactly. That That's a big question. And if he turns out to be have a bad season, Chicago will probably feel good about it and say, you know what? Because a lot of people think he should have stayed in Chicago and helped rebuild the team there, but he might not be that person. And they'll feel vindicated because, you know, he really wanted to leave Chicago to go to New York. You know, I think Toronto is a very good team, very strong. Um, But again, Toronto finds a way to mess things up. Don't they? Every year. That's in the Eastern Conference. Now, out in the West, can the Golden Knights repeat? It's very difficult to repeat, but they have all their players back and their goaltending is good. Yep. Uh, because they finally figured out the, the winning strategy after having four goaltenders, right? So that's, you know, so we'll see what they do. I mean, they had a huge, you know, party on the ice with slot machines and all kinds of, you know. Yeah, wasn't were... that crazy with the slot well, machines? And... <laughs> yeah. Well, the key question is, will they get three lemons or will they get cherries, you know? So, yeah. we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. I still like the Oilers. I still think that the best one-two combination in the league is McDavid and, and Dreisaitl. Now, again, Small market, kind of, you know, uh, off people's radar, but can they go far in the playoffs? Connor McDavid still needs to win a Stanley Cup, I think, to to be in the conversation as, you know, this amazing... Yep, to solidify his legacy, because that's yeah, exactly. really... you. It's it, it's the old Patrick Ewing, uh, Charles Barkley, yes. you know, you, you, Marino. John Stockton, you just don't like... You, you, and even Ray Bork. Ray Bork needed that... He needed that Stanley Cup with the Avalanche, Right. Just to prove that he could get Do to it. the top of the mountain, right? I think winning the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in the four major sports in America to win because the playoffs are so grueling on top of an of an of a really, really grueling regular season. And so the fact that you can play 20 years in the league and never win it, that tells you something. And so you're right about Bork, and I say that about McDavid. Can this be the year? They get closer and closer every year, and then they don't make it. They peter out in the playoffs. If they can stay healthy. Their goaltending is good. They can go far. You know, uh, Sal and I over at Puck Junk did a whole preview podcast last week. So if you, people want to go and listen to that, and we talk about a lot of the nitty gritty here, but we were talking sort of like how epic would it be 
if it was a Toronto Edmonton Stanley Cup, but epic for hockey fans and the rest of the country would be, I said, be watching Modern Family or something. Right, but but for Canada, because Canada just hasn't had that sure. uh, that team for since really the Canadians, right? The, right. They really haven't had a team. Since 93. Uh, but if you have Austin Matthews versus Connor McDavid, that's like a clash of titans. Now, I, I can see a lot of people just tuning out, but it would also quell the conspiracy theory that, you know, Canada can't win the Stanley Cup and that, you know, and it's funny, every year I feel like a hotter and warmer and warmer climate wins the cup as if it's Tampa or if it's, you know, uh, Florida or, yeah, or yeah, exactly. So, you know, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's a long season. If you live in a, in a major hockey market, I would try to get to a game this year. Um, it just hockey is a great sport, but it's one of those sports you need to see in person, I think, rather than on television. And the price point is high. I know in New York tickets go for hundreds of dollars. They sell out quickly. Yeah, the Bruins weren't cheap either. They're, they're not. It wasn't an inexpensive ticket. No, exactly. You're paying really good money. And, and a Fairweather fan isn't going to spend that kind of money for that. So, but but if you ever get a chance to go to a game, I think that that is really the gateway into the, into the sports. Seeing an, that, that big sheet of white ice, the players look bigger, move faster. TV doesn't – the puck is very small on TV. doesn't capture that. And so, you know, all that is is a factor for hockey. But, again, it's still mostly a Canadian game. And, you know, Americans are still consider the fourth, maybe fifth major sport at this point. But, like I said, it's going to be a great season. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about it every month until the summer. So, yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah, you know, you know, we love hockey. I'm a puck, I'm a puck guy too. So we're, we're that's why we have you here so we can talk hockey because yeah. I get I yeah you know Drew's a great hockey guy too. So we, we love to we love to talk hockey and it sometimes yeah, hockey gets put under the, the the rug so to speak. But we we yeah. make sure we make sure we get our, our hockey fix with you. Hey, um, TTM and how you been doing? Yeah, badly. I've been so busy producing all this content. I haven't been good about getting stuff out, but I did do something. I did. My local drugstore here had Series 2 baseball. The baseball season is basically over in terms of regular season. A lot of cards I try to send out during the winter months, hoping to get those back. You know, we talked a long time ago about sending to spring training, and I got totally shut out. So spring training doesn't work. You have to go in person, right, like you did. So, I, I you know, I, in the wintertime, I like to send – to baseball players, I know they're going to be home. So I do that now. And I have lots of cards I've sent out, a lot of Yankee players. Um, my drugs are also at score football. I bought a lot of that and I'm hanging on to that too. Um, actually, a, a, a former colleague of mine, just in conversation, said to me, Hey, you know, uh, he lives in New Jersey. He goes, Hey, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers bought a house like in the, in the town next, next, next to mine. I said, Really? I didn't know that. He goes, Yeah, he lives, you know, and now he's home all the time. So do a little sleuthing on the internet. I mailed out to Aaron Rodgers. I'll report back and see what happens. Oh, very exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. So I'll, you know, and I'm telling people now if they want to do it, I'm not giving the address out. You got to find it. You know, I got it for my friend, but uh, hint, hint, real estate listings. Anyway, um, it'd be curious. He, he's not, I don't know him to be a signer. So I'm curious to see if he does respond. I think if people send them get well cards, I think, you know, he's really embraced in New York, which is kind of funny. He only, only played like a quarter of the game and then was injured for the whole season. But anyway, having said that, you know, he's a guy who's out there. And so he may actually like some of the adulation. So it's worth trying Aaron Rodgers. I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll report back. Very cool. Well, I want to show you, I got a, I got a return actually last night and I opened it this morning and I'm very happy to get this one. I don't know if you can see this. It's Go up a little bit. 
Oh, I see that. Jerry wow. Cheever, Jerry, Jerry Cheevers. Yeah. Uh, his his number one is his number one card on his 19. It's his 1970-71 uh, Tops card. I actually picked this up at the National Clemente in a quarter box. Really? Really, yeah. So, and I sent it out there um, a couple weeks ago when he sent, he signed it. Uh, no, I didn't put any money in it. He signed it for Jerry Cheevers with uh, with his number 30 on it. So, very That's happy awesome. in, the, in the the card. If not, it's not mint, mint, but it's in pretty good condition. Condition, no, no, no creases, you know. Well, the key there is really, you know, with those vintage cards. The key is that's why you got it for a quarter, but the key also is once you get it autographed, the value is 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 higher. And for you, it's sentimental. And it's cool that he would respond and and you know, not charge. Um, and that's that's awesome. That's gotta be the pickup of the month, at least. Uh yeah, very good. I, I actually got um uh Eric Dickerson a, a couple weeks ago, but I had I had to pay for him, he was ten dollars, but it was still you know, I was still happy to get that one. But this one I this one, you know, every once in a while you take a shot, and I, I said, oh, I'll take a shot, and I sent it out to him. I think I sent it to his Florida address, and wow. uh, it came back in a couple of weeks. It was a pretty, pretty quick return. So, uh, awesome. I mean, yeah. I've been, I've been getting a lot of um, hockey cards back because I've been doing a bunch of hockey cards, and I got this. You know, I'll show you this one. I got uh, a nice post, a nice picture signed by um, postcard signed by Jerry Martin of the Buffalo Sabers. Wow, nice. He sent that along. I had sent a card to him. Nice. And then I got um Chris Mannery, who played for the Minnesota North Stars, and Nick Lapette, who played for the Detroit Red Wings. So I've been getting a bunch of uh hockey returns. Yeah, my goal, my goal at the expo next month, because they have so much you know, quarter boxes in, in Toronto, is to get a lot more uh fodder and more ammo to send out in the winter, especially these older guys from the 70s and 80s, because they have a lot of those singles, a lot of them are OPC. So I'll I'll make sure to pick up some Bruins guys for you to send out too, which I did. Uh, yeah, awesome. Because I sent out all those those Opeaches that you sent me, and I got them all back except for I have one I'm still waiting on because I didn't have a Canadian stamp, uh, right. Keith Crowder. But I got them all back. And in fact, I want to thank you because I had sent out a request to Reed Larson, mm. and he uh, followed up with me. He had written a book, and he sent me uh, a copy of his book. And I talked to the, his co-author. And uh, we had him on the show and I talked to him about his brand new book. And then I sent the, uh, they sent me the book and I sent the book back to Reed Larson and he signed it. So uh, it was really, I would have never hooked up with Reed Larson if it wasn't for, for you, <laughs> your, now, your, your card. So thank I you. I want to recommend people listen to that interview you did with things. He tells a lot of really good stories from uh, his playing days. That was a lot of fun to listen to. So thank um, you. He was, he was fun to talk to and, uh, He's one of those guys that kind of shies away from the the, the spotlight, but um, you know, the the author that I brought on was really very good and kind of kept him uh, focused into okay, Reed, you're good, you were good, you were really good, and you had a great career and you deserve well, the Hall of Fame. And I mean, he had a great shot. I mean, he probably belongs in the Hall of Fame. You know that kind of thing. I mean, he was you know he was he was one of those players that I think people could easily forget, but was a iconic and like i said that interview was good because he told a lot of stories the behind the scenes stuff that we all love to listen to and hear about yeah he likes to he liked to talk about his teammates which which, which i really enjoy when i interview players because i want to you know i want to be in the locker room with them you know what i mean i want to know i want to know the stories i want to know the 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 jokes that they played on each other and i like, want to know the, like, the fun yeah, times like during the boston chicago game i was watching on tnt and during one of the breaks Gretzky, he was telling Gretzky is great on the show because he tells all these stories. You know, not only does he size up current players, and I, I respect his opinion because he's the greatest hockey player ever, but I like the stories he tells. And he was telling stories about how he and uh, 
Bernie Nichols would always eat McDonald's like after games and uh, how sometimes he was hungry during games and we eat a hot dog. And so it was kind of funny to hear stories like that. And so I, I love as, as a journalist, as a collector to hear those behind the scenes stories because, you know, it makes them human. It humanizes these people. You know, we see them as like these superstars, but it makes them human. And the fact that I was I was thinking like how great Gretzky was. And I'm thinking he's such a, an amazing, he was such an amazing athlete. And the guy was just eating McDonald's all the time, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think, I mean, it's really, it, um, you know, it humanizes them and it, it makes them yeah. a person. And yeah, that's yeah. why that's one of the reasons I, I love talking to these guys because you're, you know, you forget that, Oh, they get traded and they get worried about their jobs and they have families and they have problems that you and I have. They just happen to be, do one thing really well, either skate or shoot a ball or, you know, and, but, they're still human and you sometimes you forget about that, you know? Totally. Yeah. All right. But well, you know what? We're talking with Clemente Lise guys. Clemente is a content creator extraordinaire. He writes articles and has, is on the puck junk uh, podcast. Make sure you check that out. What is your puck junk article again? We, we, I know we talked oh, about it. Yeah. So puck junk, I appear on the podcast every so often. And then I also um, write a monthly column this month's column, October is about the fall releases, kind of should you buy, should you not buy them, a little bit of synopsis about them. Uh, the highlight there is flagship Upper Deck Hockey comes out November 1st. So that's the one I think people should definitely buy. Uh, November's column, I'm, I'm thinking about it already, but it probably will be a, a kind of a roundup or a highlight about the expo, which will happen in the beginning of the month. And we can talk about that on the show, of course, as well. And then when I'm not doing hockey, you know, I also have the cover story in this month's uh, Sports Collector's Digest on Connor Bedard, what he means to the hobby, what he means to the sport, which is great that that magazine, which we love to read uh, every month, does a lot of baseball and football, but it's great when they have hockey in there, too. So I love to write hockey for them. And then when I'm not doing all that, you know, in my free time, you know, when I'm not. Uh, <laughs> He's a when, busy man, guy. When I'm, really busy. Yeah, when I'm not sleeping, I also run a Substack uh, website on soccer. It's called Planet Soccer as a as a weekly newsletter, lots of other content. It's planetsoccer.substack.com. So hit me up on there or on Twitter. Uh, we can talk hockey, soccer, or anything else you want to talk about. Do we have a, a hockey book coming? You always say that. <laughs> I should write a hockey book just for you. I uh, know. You know what? I really want – this is what I want to book on. Ready? Yeah, I want a book on the 66, 67, 68 expansion teams on the Golden Steels, the Penguins, um, the Blues. I want I want like the Minnesota North Stars. I want when hockey, you know, when hockey uh, broke the barrier, so to speak, and like when the, hockey the, grew up. Yeah, like the origin story of the national, the modern National Hockey League, basically. And not, not the reboot in the 90s with the. San Jose and Tampa. That was a different reboot. But no, 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 no. I want right. I want the sixty, the late sixties. Uh, you know, um, what it did to the the core, the the original six, right? And uh, how the St. Louis Blues and the Philadelphia uh, uh, Flyers and some of these other teams became uh, powerhouses. You know, right? Uh, look, at the very least, this could be a very good idea for me for puck junk. And then sometimes, you know, when, when writers write articles or longer magazine pieces, they sometimes turn into books because of the. I'm the, telling you, Clemente, there is a book there. There is. I, oh, I absolutely. And you know what? The other key is I should I, I shouldn't I shouldn't um endorse this because I don't have the time. But the truth is, a lot of the guys that played on those teams, they're not going to be around forever. Right. So they have stories that you want to get now as opposed to as time goes by, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's true that that was a very special era that I think a lot of 
hockey fans have totally forgotten about. But um, and I mean, they, you know, it gave us Bernie Perrant and and Bobby Clark and sure. uh, you know, all the guys that played on the St. Louis Blues. Forgive me, but they, I mean, they made the Stanley Cup Finals in nineteen seventy uh, against the Bruins. So there's all sorts of uh, really good teams. And, um, you know, the California Golden Seals should should have a book just on themselves because of, right. <laughs> of what they did. You know what I mean? There's just enough. I, I, the Pittsburgh Penguins and those those blue uniforms. And there's just so much. I think that there's so much uh, character in those teams, you know. Stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, pal, guys. Clemente Lise, he is the man. Follow him on Puck Junk. Follow him on Planet Soccer. Uh, we will have him on next month. We're gonna, I think, we'll talk about the the expo and, yeah. and your plans for the expo, and we'll have a, a month worth of hockey in and uh, some new releases and all sorts of cool stuff. So thank you, Clemente. I appreciate your time again, and uh, it was great talking hockey with you, my friend. Thank you. All right, thank you. Hey, that was that was good. Scanning and cataloging your collection has never been easier, thanks to the free Collects app. Join over 1 million other collectors in digitizing and pricing your collection. Unlock exclusive features to take your hobby to the next level, like printable checklists, huge discounts to hobby companies, Collects AI, and the ability to export your collection to a spreadsheet, all available when you upgrade to Collects Pro. Use Collects AI to help research cards to buy or supercharge the descriptions on your cards to sell them even faster. You also get exclusive discounts with partners like Fanatics, Lupe, and BCW Supplies. Download Collects, that's Collects, C-O-L-L-X, free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Well, Drew, as I said, I had I think I had 15 minutes set aside for Clemente. I always I, when I when we do it, I'm like, oh, mentally, I'm like, OK, we got 15 minutes. I literally looked looked down and we were like 65 minutes into our inter, uh, into our interview. Like, oh, I got to end this because we can keep on going. Yep, so Clemente, yep. thank you very much. Clemente will be back. Um, He is going out to the expo in Toronto. He's going to go to the show in Toronto. And I think we're going to talk to him on uh, that the week after the show to find to get a review of the show and how he did and, and what autographs he got and uh you know he's a big he's a he's a big hockey collector so uh we'll hear from we'll get a review of the uh, card show in uh Canada from him next time so Clemente great. thank you we love we love having you on the show and it, it was great talking to you again um okay Drew and last how last but not least right yes to to, to wrap up our, our our triple play for the week our fourth interview actually yeah. Uh, we caught up with Les Wolf. We hadn't we 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 missed Les uh, last week because we were away, and I I had Les Les and Les gets worried if I don't talk to him every week because <laughs> he he he's he has so much to talk about. Les went to the um, boxing Hall of Fame something in Atlantic City. He went to that show. He is at the Hoster show this weekend. Uh, if you go into the Hoster show this weekend, make sure you say hello to Les. But we just caught up with Les and, and kind of. Um, we, we we just give Les a subject and he just goes. So please enjoy my my time with uh, more from Les with Les Wolf. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. Well, guys, we're time for more from Les with Les Wolf. We have we uh, didn't speak to him last week because we were away, but uh, I'd like to catch up with all the goings on in Les's world. Les, uh, how's things going? First, how was the uh, 
show in uh, New Jersey, the the boxing show. Eh, it could have been a lot better. Did you get a lot of autographs? Well, we had it was a horrible the horrible rain took me seven and a half hours to get there, which should have taken me oh, two and a half goodness. hours. Oh my goodness! So did you get a lot of autographs? I got a few. I got some. Did the main guy Robert wasn't Durant? there, unfortunately. What? Well, I got Durant, yeah. Yeah, he showed up. How, yes, how he was did. How was he dealing with the the fans? Was he pretty good? Oh, well, he, he prefers the money. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Um, did you sell anything? How was uh, How was the? Uh, no, the show. The show was. The show was um, not that good. Oh, that's too bad. Are you going to be at the – there's a show coming up in Hofstra, right, next week? Or that's, that's, that, week? that's why I'm exhausted because I just, just uh, did my packing. Oh, it's, is it this weekend? It's, i got to set up tomorrow. Who, who are some of the guests that are signing? Do you know anyone good? Uh, if I find the lit, the uh, – the sheet, I could tell you. It's not. It's actually not a good list. What did I do with the sheet? But, yeah, they've been having a lot of shows there, so maybe that's why. Uh, let's see. I think I, I took a picture of it because I'm using it for my social media, so I just got to look on my photos. Let's see. No uh, Ruben Sierra... Raleigh Fingers, okay. Willie Hernandez, Adam Graves, Doc Gooden, Shane Spencer, Willie Randolph, Mariano Duncan, Wade Boggs. Not bad. It's um, uh, good. Gooden signs everywhere now, huh? He's he's not a stranger to signing. Oh, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> how you do? How you been doing on TTM? Any TTMs back? Actually, I did get a few back. I got. Yes. Did I tell you I got back Jacqueline Smith? Yes, we talked last when we talked last time. You said you got back uh, I got to look at my list. I got back Kazzy Russell. Yeah, he's very good. He's a good signer through the mail. Yeah, I needed him on an SI that I never saw before. That and it, one of the collections I bought had Bill Bradley and Earl Monroe on it. So I had, I got that. Uh, Jerry Philbin is kind of shaky his handwriting now, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, and that was it. And Steve Tannen, I think I said already. Yeah, I just got back Jerry Cheevers. I got him uh, a TTM through the mail uh, yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah. I was very very happy with that. He do, he, he doesn't charge you. I don't know if he charges, but I he signed for, for free for me. What do you um What do you think? What do you bring into the show this weekend? What do you What do you What do you, what do you like to move? I like to move a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got actually just a lot of baseballs mainly. Okay, what um, what is the 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 big who who is the big guys that you think in terms of uh, people are going to want? Are they, are they looking for the Volpes and judges and those type of guys, or um, and you know, hopefully uh, have have Volpe and Dominguez. Hopefully, people want them. <laughs> that's like that's the, a, uh, that's what is cool. um. What what is your thought with the with Wander Franco? Have you have you kind of just said okay, threw up your hands and said those that's a, a trash fodder? I, I feel so bad for the guy. 
such talent, and he's going to be absolutely wasted. I know. You you don't think he's going to come back from that, do you? Well, all these guys seem to come back somehow. It's not. It's going to take some time. I don't think the Rays will take him back. I think some team will uh, give him a second chance. That I do think. I, Maybe I think the it's absolutely... A's or something like that. Pardon me? Maybe the Oakland A's or somebody like that. Probably. I mean, he's, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, he happens to be a great player, but what he did is just, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, unbelievable. Right. I I I mean, it's just, in his day and age, and he signed that big contract, it's just really, you know, it's like so, so stupid. I think these well, agents should. I think the agents should be a little more attentive to these players instead of all about the money. I think they should be guiding them financially on the investments, and you know, looking after them. You know, they kind of got to be like a John Wooden kind of guy. You know, look after you know and be like a father figure, because these kids. Yeah. First off, you know the, the John Morants, the Juan DeFrancos. Uh, was it uh, what? What's the other guy, the other basketball guy that just got suspended for then uh, Bridges, Mikel Bridges on the Nets, yep. and he had some problems also. I mean, it's just, it's really terrible, you know. Yeah, and, and as fans, we we lose out, and uh, you know, I think I think these guys, I, I agree with you that the the agents should put some. Um, I don't know control or you know over oversight on these kids so that they don't get. I think I think, the, I think the commissioners of of this of all the sports to get together and have and develop some kind of program for these guys, you know, because what it is is basically guys that came from different countries that have no money, all of a sudden they have millions of dollars and they have girlfriends or wives, and they're traveling around in different cities. And you have these women to hang around, hang around, or the, you know, these loose women that just want to, you know, get in bed with one of these guys and try to get some money out of them. I, I think it's horrendous. I think the security for all these teams is mainly chasing away the autograph guys when, when we're not the, the culprits, we're not the bad guys. It's those women chasing these players, you know, and trying to lock them up, and it's just, it's just horrible. Yeah, and with all with all the money involved, it's they're susceptible to all this stuff. And uh, you know, as young kids, it's hard for them to say no. I guess, right? Yeah, well, you know, they have they have a drink or two. A woman has a drink or two. They go back to their room, and who knows? You know, some of these women rip off some of these guys. That's how a lot of stuff has gotten stolen of these players. Yeah. It's it's absolutely horrendous. And one of the, you know maybe one of these days, you know, like the, the commissioners and some of the agents will get together and really, you know, you know, have a program for these guys, especially the young guys. I mean, yeah. you got the Eric Bedard; he's 18 years old. He looks like he comes from a really nice family. Uh, we, you know, God forbid, you know, something happens where uh, some women, some woman uh, gives him a Mickey or something, gets him back, and gets him back to the room, and who knows what they do. Yeah, so you got to oh, be. These guys got to be very careful. 
Yep, they do. They really do. Hey, have you been following the uh, baseball playoffs at all? And is the we're, we're almost down to the final four. The, is there anyone that you like to win it? The Phillies just went nuts. Just crazy last night with those four homers. Um, Houston's still looking good. The Phillies, you know, it's probably going to be an, it's an old Texas uh, playoffs in the American League, right? Yep, I think it's going to be Houston and Philly, but uh, I going in, I thought Philly had had a lot, but you just you know they've gotten some great pitching, really. Have. Yeah, Wheeler and uh, and what's his name last night was pitched really good. I'd like to see Arizona sneak in. I, I kind of like yeah. seeing different teams in there. It's my Yankees can't be in there. I want to see different teams that get in there. Yeah, I mean they're pesky, and, and, and Corbin Carroll is uh, fantastic. He is, I think, he's going to be a good one for years to come. Um, is there anyone in terms of what, what are we six, five, six weeks now in, in football in the NFL? Is there anyone that surprised you uh, from a collectible standpoint? Oh, that poor kid! That poor kid on, on Miami, the running back that got hurt. I feel bad. I know. Yeah, I, I felt bad for um, the guy from from Cleveland too. The running back, he was that, that was uh, it was too yeah. bad. Um, is there anyone? Uh, you know, I, I know we. I went to the the Bruins game yesterday, and I saw Bedard score his first NHL goal. Just that you and I were texting while while I was there, and there's no ticket stubs at all. There's no ticket. They, the Bruins are not printing tickets at all this year, and there's no printed program. So really, there's only there's a uh, a one sheet, like a game one sheet that they print out for every game. And uh, other than that, there's not much from a collectible standpoint to uh, to, to to move forward. I think the, the leagues are missing something by uh, not having tickets available. Would you agree? I think it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they, they, uh, they thought this whole thing through. I, I think, uh, you know, it, sure, well, they, it's easier to I, Chronic, but I missed the ticket. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. What do you got? What else do you have planned for the for the week? I know you said you go you going to Hofstra. You're gonna be at the Hofstra show this weekend. Anything else uh, collecting wise? You got any um, uh, collections you're looking to purchase? Have you made any good purchases for uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks? Uh. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of uh, stuff I just sent off to uh, to get slabbed. A, a ticket stub from the first game at Chase Stadium, That's an '83 cool. NHL uh, All Star game where Gretzky went nuts. Um, what else did I have in there? Uh, a '62 World Series ticket. A really nice Jackie Robinson autograph uh, three by five that I'm going to get encapsulated. Um, actually, I did one, I did one of my biggest lectures at a men's club. I had a, 70 people there and 10 people on Zoom, and I've already bought uh, three collections. And I saw a monster collection with half a dozen uh, Jordan rookies. I mean, and there was like seven mantle balls, 22 mantle eight by tens. I made the guy an offer, but he wants to wait till he comes back from Florida. But uh, and his cards are just killer cards. 
51 mantle, 51 maze, 52 maze, 59 mantle. There was just some really killer cards in there. And they were in good and, shape? Yeah, they were pretty good shape. But what's interesting, and this is this is good for everybody out there right now, one of my clients a couple of years ago kept all his cards and screw-down holders and sent them off to PSA. Well, PSA knocked down the grades because they were in those PSA because they were in those screw downs. So if you're going to submit cards to PSA or Beckett or any of them or SGC, I recommend you take them out of the uh, the screw down holders. Yeah, I mean, way back in the day, that's what everyone did, right? They put all their cards in those screw downs. Thankfully, I never did that. Was that something you were doing back then? No, no, I was just. I, I I put them in loose leaves in plastic sheets, but the, but the ones I'm telling you that the screw downs they knock down the grade. My friend uh, has a card store and he had some he had a, he had a uh, what do you call it? a a Jabbar rookie? They knocked down the grade. It was a pretty clean one. It's just it's really and it's a shame you know that they, that they do that. They're very very fussy with that. Yeah, I mean the, the grading cards and, and the and the authenticating uh, autographs i've seen a lot of um people all over the place you know people got stuff in person and they're they're saying that the autographs they, they won't authenticate them and uh card grading is different from today than it was a year ago to two years ago and uh i think they really need to have some type of consistency and stick with it or have some industry standards right i think it's still kind of the wild wild west even though psa has such a stronghold on it would you agree uh, as, yes i would definitely agree I, if you took notice well i don't think you were in early for the uh for the national i, I was walking around watching psa set up some of the guys that were there i think they spent over a million dollars setting up the psa uh booth there it was like they had like like million construction workers there it yep. was crazy um I mean PSA, you know, they know what they know what they're doing. They're much more organized now that they're a private company. But uh, it's just insane. Yeah, it's, we're, uh, we're just, I don't we're know what we do. Now. Yeah, as collectors, I don't know what we do about it. With you know, how do you? I guess you let your dollars talk, right? If you think somebody's doing a good job grading and. Uh, if PSA is it, then, then then they're it. But there's other grading companies out there. But the problem is on the resale value, some of these other grading companies don't hold up as well as uh, PSA, right? As far as what, the grading? Yeah, no, no, the the, the, the secondary market. So you get a card graded by uh, uh, Beckett as opposed to getting it graded by PSA. Um, you're looking at a potential better return from a PSA just because it's accepted more by the hobby. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, PSA is kind of the the, uh, the, gold, the gold standard for, uh, for grading. It just, it's crazy. It really is. Well, what else, what are, what are you looking at to add to your your, your collection? What, are, what uh, projects are you working on now? I know you have your 500 home run balls and uh, you've got some uh, photos, multiple, multiple signed photos. What, do you, what have you been working on? The collection. Um, well, I'm waiting for for Bonds to do a signing so I can complete three 500 home run balls. Um, that's a good question, actually. 
Well, at the uh, boxing Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame, I managed to add a bunch of names to my uh, my canvas. So I've got about 121 autographs now on that canvas. So That's I like cool. adding them. It's a it's a fun, real fun thing, really. Do you I've see always... as a de- as a dealer? Do you see a slowdown? Uh you know, after Christmas and into January and February, or is it is it pretty consistent for you uh, throughout the whole year? No, it, there will be a slowdown after Christmas, that's for sure. Well, why don't There's you no tell people if they're, if, they're, if they're looking for uh, any autograph items or, or uh, you know, picking up a special Christmas gift or, or, or a holiday gift, a Hanukkah gift, uh, let people know how they can, they can uh, track you down and, and get something for their favorite sports fan. Just uh, email me, Wolf W-O-L-F-F, 1823 at AOL, or you can go to my website, Les, L-E-S, Wolf, W-O-L-F-F, sports, S-P-O-R-T-S, L-L-C dot com, or you can even call me, the old-fashioned way to call me. I kind of I kind of miss talking to some, some people because – you know, you know, you hear the stories, how they collect it, how they have it. I mean, nowadays it's it's basically uh, someone cl- clicks on uh, on something on eBay, or you can find, you can go to my eBay store, Sports Autographs with Z's, S P O R T Z A U T O G R E P H Z. But give me a call. I mean, I I really that's one of the biggest things, believe it or not, that I miss most about being a dealer is not being able to talk to people the way I used to be able to talk to people about about this stuff. Because it, it used to be just so, so much fun talking, you know, and collecting this stuff. And now it's it's become very impersonal. They just click on, on Facebook or my website and they buy things. And it's, I mean, it's the sign of the future. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's here to stay, but I just wish it were different. I'm just, I'm just really, you- really... One of the things that you must that must be really fun for you when we were talking about earlier is when you do these presentations and then you get people come up to you and uh, give you an opportunity to look at their stuff and, and uh, help them out and, and either direct them on, on uh, the value of stuff or direct them on, on uh, maybe purchasing their their items. It must be that must be the, one of the fun things about doing presentations. Well, the last one was probably my biggest one in a men's club. I had seventy people live and ten people on Zoom. And I, I met, I've already bought three collections already. I got a couple more after the holidays. I'll hopefully I'll be able to buy. But yes, that's you know hearing the old timers' stories, how they got the autographs, when they got them. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I mean, it really, really is. Uh, and and that and that kind of, that stuff I kind of miss. Are you doing any in person stuff? I know you went to the Joe Namath. Uh golf tournament a couple weeks ago. Do you have any more in-person events that you're going to? Uh, let me see. What do I have? Well, I have, I have another library set up for this Monday. I got the show at Hofstra. Uh, actually, I'm probably going to head over to uh, the Giant Stadium. I've never met and I've always liked uh, I need Kurt Warner. I want to go get Kurt Warner on some stuff. I've never gotten him. I already super, super nice. So uh, that's that's one of the things I definitely want to try to do. Um, nothing much. Uh, there's been a lot of book signings. Arnold Schwarzenegger did a book signing. I just yep. saw. 
I see Keanu Reeves always signing all over, but unfortunately, they t- they people took advantage of Keanu, and he's gotten upset, so he's sort of stopped signing in some places, and people get annoyed at him. I, I think I think the biggest one of the biggest problems in in our business in our hobby is collectors, dealers, you know, taking advantage of these guys when they're really nice. You know, uh, a guy like Brooks Robinson said, you know, he, he wanted to stop signing and people kept on si- sending him stuff until the day he died, may he rest in peace. And he's just he was just a wonderful, wonderful man. And pe- people got to realize you just can't, you know, you got to stop. It's got to be a time, to, you know, to leave these guys alone. It's just terrible. Yeah, I think we're sometimes we're our own worst enemies, right? And in terms of uh, not being courteous and not, uh, you know, being being a little too uh, aggressive and greedy on, on some instances. I think it's one it's one thing to be able to you know to mail to these guys, which is great. It's really nice that these guys will send you know send back their autographs, you know, free or for any kind of fee. But you know, don't send ten cards, you know. Uh, Unless you're giving the guy something, or you know you're offering him something, you know it's 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 even even in person when I'd go down in the 70s, 80s, and 90s for a while to hotels, I would go to the guy and have a couple of pictures, and I say, okay, I know you've never seen these pictures. How about if I give you a couple of these pictures, and you sign a few for me? So I mean, though you know that's what builds a relationship between you and the athlete, and the athlete likes that. You know they don't feel they don't feel like they're being taken advantage of. And and I think that's what that's very important that that that's been uh, lost in the shuffle of this hobby is you know all these athletes they do most of these collect stuff they collect stuff for themselves and their careers is only going to be a certain amount of time and if you're helping them build their own collection you know and you're building your own it's kind of nice like the Neshek Pat Neshek you know if you were to trade with him cards that he needed, you know, th- those, you know, that's the fun part, but you know, people just don't really get that, and that's the, that's the sad part of the, you know, the hobby. Do you have a fun, a fun in-person story that you can share with us that maybe you have we haven't talked to us uh, on the air? Is there there uh, an in in-person autograph um, time that you know per, that you met uh, with a, a famous athlete and you clicked that you know we have that we haven't heard yet. That you haven't heard yet. Yeah, I know we've I know been that, talking for a while did, here. Did I tell you the Earl Monroe story? No. I, when I first started collecting autographs, in, you know, in, in the sixties, um, early seventies, Earl Monroe was on the Washington uh, Bullets, and they were playing the Knicks in the playoffs. And I, I wasn't getting any pictures signed. I was just getting index cards. But I was more excited about meeting the guys and talking to the guys. Well, Earl Monroe comes in, and I got so excited to see him. And I just watched him hit unbelievable shot after unbelievable shot. And I went, hey, Earl, I just want to ask you one question. You know, after he signed his autograph, I said, can you tell me, you know, I'm a young kid trying to be a basketball player, nowhere near as good as you. You know, how can I – develop a shot like you, you know, well, how do I practice, you know, stuff like that? You know, what's your secret? And he looks me straight in the eyes and with a straight face and he goes, my friend, it's just luck. I said, really? <laughs> uh, I said, I, you know, I really couldn't believe it. And then I saw Earl 
uh, about a year ago, two year, about a year or two ago, he did another signing for at one of these um, telephone stores, and I had a couple of cards, and I rem- and I reminisced, and I told him, and he started laughing, because <laughs> you know he's these guys are regular guys, and they want to hear these kind of stories, you know. Um, Pistol Pete, uh, I used to go for him all the time. I got got him first in college. Uh, unfortunately, the last time I saw him, I said, hey, Pete, I've never asked you. I'd love to have you sign your full name on something. So, all right, so I'll tell you what. Next time I see you, I'll be happy to sign one. I said, okay. Well, unfortunately, I never got to see him again because he had that heart issue. But he was one of my all-time favorites. And recently, uh, oh, pardon me? But was he good? He what a shooter he was. I, I I usually have an argument with my my younger son who's a big Steph Curry fan. I said I think you know uh, Pistol was better. So recently I'm friends with Rick Barry. So Rick uh, asked me uh, to drive him from one of the, one of these from the Joe Namath golf outing uh, to uh, to Ballastall, uh in New Jersey. So uh, it was like about an hour and a half drive. So we had a, him and his wife. So we had a really nice conversation. And I said to him, I said, Rick, I, I got to ask you a question. My son, my son loves uh, Steph, and you you played against uh, Pistol. Who do you think was a better outside shooter? And I had agree. You know, he he agreed with my son that Steph's a much better shooter. I, I kind of wow. still, I still really think that. Uh, that pistol was better. Yeah, I mean Steph, Steph has killed my Celtics, so I can't I can't badmouth Steph. But uh, you know, growing up, I always was a huge Pistol Pete, Pete Maravich fan, and I don't know, he did something maybe because he he passed away at, at such a young age. Uh, you know, these guys get get to the next level sometimes, and sometimes maybe are better than we remember from. But boy, I remember him being a fantastic player. He it, did you ever see the movie that was done written about him? What movie? Where they, uh, there's a Pistol Pete movie where he no, is I have. practicing outside the convertible. He was inside the car and he had a, the guy and his father's driving, and he's got to dribble the ball to all different speeds. One, you know, outside the car, which yep. is pretty amazing. I'll have to check it out. It's a, is it it's just called Pistol Pete or is it called Pete Maravich story or what is it? Remember? I haven't I haven't seen the movie in so many years. It was just a really it was a really interesting, good movie. I don't you know, you'd have to Google it and play around. All right, we'll have to find it. All right guys, we are uh gonna get let's go. We're 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 doing this at night, night time and he he's, he sounds very sleepy and I, I went to the Bruins game last night and I'm a little sleepy myself. So Les Wolf go to Les Wolf Sports LLC dot com. Uh, you can follow him on social media. He always has great posts on social media. One other, one last question before I let you go. How's your son's um, uh, grid thing going? The cro- crossover, right? Yeah, well, he's he's developed now. He's doing movies and TV. He's I, I hate to say this, he's doing better than my myself or my wife now. He's doing very <laughs> very well. And he's very he's very creative. He just he does actually interesting. He just Left today, he moved. He moved, he moved back to the, his his favorite home, his favorite real home, Austin. So he got himself okay. a nice apartment, nice doorman. He's you know I'm gonna miss him now, because every now and then I you know I would start playing. The, but the, you know go to crossovergrid.com, 
it's it's a lot a lot of fun you know if you you know you just got to remember the guys that play for certain teams or the the movies the tv shows he's just really expanding he's taking it to another level it's you know what we all grow up hoping that our kids will outshine us and do something really special and and i thank god he he has definitely done something really special and he's doing very well and i'm very proud all right guys go check it out crossovergrid.com it is free to, to use i still right still free to use yeah, of course. Okay, good. So check it out. It's free to use. And, again, if you need anything, any uh, autograph memorabilia for your Christmas or Hanukkah gifts, or if you're looking, you're thinking about selling your collection, reach out to Les. You can just go, go to com. You can find all his contact, contact information right there. Les, have a great show at Hofstra this weekend, and we will uh, catch up with you next week. All right? Sure, and any listeners, if you're around, come come check me out at Hofstra. Have a good all one. Right. Take care. Drew, I can talk to Les all day. He's he's so much fun to talk to, <laughs> you know. And what he he has the he brings the the perspective as a dealer, something you and I don't think about. You know what I mean? It's great to hear from somebody that's a dealer, makes his living on, uh, in the hobby, and uh, we love to talk to Les. So thank you, Les, and we will ca- we will get Les again. Uh, we'll have Les next week as well. And we'll talk to Les about um, the Hofstra show and, and how we did with that. All right, Drew, that wraps up all our interviews. It's back to us. It's back to you and I, okay? Yes. The show has been taken out of our hands, but we're getting it. We're, we're wrestling it back. Yeah. All right. Let's do some Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. It's football season. There's no better time to get your NFL stars, rookies, and veteran cards graded. CGC Cards offers fast turnaround times, so you get your cards back even faster. They have crystal clear holders, so your cards shine. And best yet, all starting at just $12 a card. Head to cgccards.com to start grading your cards today. All right, Drew, we have some grading numbers for, for the first week of October. We do, yeah, covering October 2nd through the 8th. We've got numbers from three of the four companies here this week. PSA, 298,500 cards they have graded. That is an increase of 8% for them. SGC, so I, uh, their numbers stayed exactly the same. No increase, no decrease, 29,500 cards. Beckett, a nice increase, 26% increase to 18,700 cards. CGC, no numbers from them on this week. You know, it's true. When we get the, the grading numbers every week, you know PSA is going to be right where it is, right? They're always going to be like 300,000, give or take. And I always look at what the other guys are doing because I think if the other guys are doing well, then I think that bodes well for the hobby, right? When when, when yeah. Beckett's up and, and SGC's up, I think that really bodes well for the hobby. And it still continues to see an upward swing on these guys. So, um, it's nice to see that the numbers are, are up. We get the numbers from our friends at gemrate.com. You can check out gemrate on social media as well. Make sure you follow them. It's, they're a great uh, site. But guys, thinking speaking of gemrate, we have what? The big three. The big three. Yes. The big three. This is the, the this is my little uh, baby. I invented this. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take full credit for this. So it's kind of like Oppenheimer with the uh, the atomic bomb you know we, he released it to the world well, I, I released the big three to the world 
<laughs> we thank our friends at Jamray. This has this has less capability of destruction, though. Fortunately, <laughs> I don't know. It seems to make my head blow blow up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this week's big three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. Well, the big three is uh, we get these statistics exclusively from our friends at Gemrate.com. These are the guys that have uh, the biggest rise and the biggest fall uh, one week over the other. So the, the rises this week, I don't think there's any surprises here, except for maybe the last one. Chet Holgram was up 73%. And guys, I think he's going to be the real deal. I, you know, I wasn't sure, but I've seen a couple of um, preseason games with him. He looks good. So Chet Holgram was up 73%. Jackson Holiday was up 54%. And the great one. Wayne Gretzky up 50%, maybe because of the hockey season started. What do you think? Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, at least out of that. So, yeah. Well, well grading activity for Chet Holgram's 2022 Panini Prism-based rookie jumped 60% from last week. So that's why Chet was up. And uh, we had it with those. I think those are three pretty good uh, risers. Who are our followers, Drew? Oh, big three followers this week. Nothing huge on this list, fortunately. So that's always good. But. Dan Marino down 10% this week. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal down 11%. And Ricky Henderson down 21%. So that's not really a big, bad week of uh, falling at all. I mean, these guys, you know, less than a less than a quarter drop out of each one there. So I guess just kind of the, the cyclical nature sometimes of the whole thing. I think Dan Marino gets lost a little from a collecting yeah. standpoint. And, um, you know, John Elway was his same class. And I think he gets more attention and i also think um you know the the peyton mannings and brady's and all these other guys the, the and maybe because marino never won a super bowl but i think he gets i think he's undervalued absolutely and i mean his rookie cards are highly valued at least but yeah aside from that it just kind of drops off there whereas you know a guy like the peyton mannings of the world the tom brady's of the world the rookie cards can be huge their second third fourth whatever year still have a lot of value to him. And I think, yeah, Marino definitely could be found as some nice bargains on him out there. I agree. So, well, the guy, the followers, thank you, Drew, were Marino, Shaq, and Ricky Henderson. Those are all guys from, from my era, so to speak. Those are guys that I collected and loved. And, um, you know, it's too bad they're, they're falling. But, you know, when they when they, they fall, they all always come back up. Right, Drew? Yes, it always seems that way. For sure. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank our friends at gemrate.com for uh, – providing us all the grading statistics uh we are closing out making the grade and drew next up is ttm cast stamp of approval i bet you're wondering who earned this week's ttm cast stamp of approval drew why don't you let people know what stamp of approval is stamp of approval. oh excuse me wow sound like you there stamp <laughs> of approval. see now you know what it's like exactly yeah. stamp of approval there we go get the james rule joint voice Stamp of Approval is our opportunity to go out there and show that we aren't just sports and collectibles, guys. We actually have other stuff in our lives that we do besides that. And it gives us an opportunity to kind of give our thumbs up to something from the previous week. It might be, sometimes it's sports-related, sometimes it's not. It might be food, it might be music, TV, movies, anything else. It might be a place that we went to. You never know what it's going to be. But it gives us a chance to say, hey, we're not just these weird sports and collectibles guys all the time. 
All right, thanks, buddy. I'll do mine first, and then you can do do yours because yours is All yours right. is yours is important. Mine is frivolous. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, here in New England, um, it is apple season, right? It, I don't know, Drew, Drew. When you here in New England, if you ever want apple picking, it's it's like <laughs> it's like the craziest thing that people do here in New England. It's oh, it's it's fall. Let's go apple picking. Oh yeah. I, I don't we understand. We in Ohio too, so I definitely know it. Yep. Yeah, you know it. So. Uh, I'm a big Apple fan and I, we didn't, I don't do Apple picking anymore. My kids are all old, old enough, but the apples, it's the best time of year for apples here in New England. And one of the things that I love more than anything is caramel apples. Now I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I, when you go to the, the fair or you go to the circus or whatever, and you get the apple with the caramel on it. I, my, my wife, we get the, we get apples, we cut them up and she, we have this big vat of caramel. I don't know. They, you get, they sell at the grocery store. And it's like heaven to me. I get my apple, I dip it in the caramel, and it's just like, it's, it's nothing better. It's a great, I love it as a snack, especially, you know, at, at 7.30 at night and you're watching Jeopardy. I know I'm old, watching Jeopardy uh, and, and having my caramel apple. So uh, my stamp of approval goes to caramel apple. I like uh, caramel apples in any form. I'm not a big um, candy apple guy because they kill my teeth, but I love the caramel apple and I love... Um, Cutting up an apple in the big vat of caramel that you can get at the supermarket, put it in the refrigerator, take it out. It's so good. Um, and it's just a great snack. And that is my stamp of approval. Caramel apples, buddy, is my stamp of approval for the week. Check your uh, Mexican aisle there. See if you can find Dulce de Leche in a can. That would probably go really well on it, too. All right. Well, you know what? Because we're exactly in New England. We're, we're New England. I don't know if they have it here. but That's, that's true, yes. <laughs> but I will check it out. What is your stamp of approval for the week? My stamp approval for this week is a number of NHL players. And uh, this goes back to in the summer. You know, the NHL came out and said, we're not going to allow any more uh, teams to wear warm-up or like pride jerseys, military jerseys, uh, breast cancer jerseys, anything like that. Any kind of special jersey pregame warm-up thing is going to be taken completely out. We're not going to allow it anymore because there were seven players who voiced their opposition to the pride night jerseys. And they're like, well, we don't want to cause locker room division. So, we're going to get rid of those. We're going to get rid of all of them, though, to look, just to, you know, keep it even. It's like, okay, you know, kind of roll your eyes and go, okay, whatever. Well, the big thing the NHL emphasized was individual choice in that band. The players should be allowed to exercise their individual choice on all things and all that. So they uh, this week, they kind of re-emphasized things in their ruling about that and said that we're also not going to allow pride tape on players' sticks. This is not something that's required of any player. No player had to use pride pride tape or anything like that. It was the jerseys were kind of a requirement, quote-unquote, but several players voiced their opposition to it. And this is going to be something that was an individual choice. And the NHL decided, no, we're going to ban that as well. Not during games, not during warm-ups, not even during practices. Can't have it at any time. And there has been major opposition to that from fans. And my stamp of approval is for the players who have come right out and stood up and said, we don't give a damn about this ban. We're going to use this anyway. You know, go ahead, find me. What are you going to do? You're going to find me for it? Fine, I'll pay it. And I think a lot of fans would even take up a collection to pay the fine if they really wanted to. But uh, the players especially to notice about this, uh, Connor McDavid and uh, Zach Hyman of the Edmonton Oilers both said, this is ridiculous and we're probably going to still use it anyway. Zach Lowry and Dylan Gamello of the Winnipeg Jets have said, no, we're still going to keep on using this. Scott Lawton of Philadelphia of Philadelphia Flyers, has, has he's the first one to come right out and say, screw you, I am using it, come and take it, basically. Morgan Riley of Toronto is another big one. It's just ridiculous. The NHL has emphasized individual choice and then removed that individual choice when it, came, when it comes to tape there. And it kind of all goes back to what uh, Stafford Smythe, Con Smythe's son, once said. And that was, 
hockey must be a great sport to have survived the people who run it. And yeah, <laughs> further evidence of that. But the first Pride Night of the season will be on October 27th as the Arizona Coyotes host the Los Angeles Kings. And as a lifelong LGBTQ supporter with many gay and lesbian and bisexual and trans people in my life, I have always been one to stand up for the stuff and for their rights and to just show support in any way possible. And even just that little bit of visibility can be so important to some people and to a marginalized community like that. So my TTM cast stand for approval this week is declared to have stood up against the Pride Tape ban, and hopefully they'll continue to do so throughout this. You know what's funny, Drew? If the league just shut up and just didn't open their mouths about it and didn't make an issue of it, mm-hmm. it would have just gone on and it would have been whatever, you know, the handful yeah. of players that are, are, are for it, and that's fine. Or if the whole league's for it, it's fine. But they because they brought um, light to it, all of a sudden, I think it's helping the 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 cause, right? I think it I think it it bring fo- bringing to focus that that it's something that needs to be addressed and um, is important. And I think that if the leagues had just shut up about it and let people do what they wanted to do on an individual basis, it would have just been that an individual basis. It wouldn't have been like Colin Ka- Kaepernick, you know, kneeling down and on the national anthem. If, if no and if no one had shut up about it, no one would have pay attention to the four guys that were kneeling that wouldn't kneel during the national anthem. It's sometimes the, the leagues that were own worst enemy. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. This was completely backfired on the NHL. It seems like, because I mean, even pride, the pride team company themselves have said that, yeah, our sales were actually up this last week after this uh, announced ban. So yeah, I mean, and who knows, maybe that was their goal. They, they knew that, you know, well, okay, we can't quote unquote force anybody to do it, but you know, we can, you know, put this out there and it might increase, increase the visibility of it i don't know i don't i don't know how they think about these things i don't know how they look at it but hey it's working out it seems so far for the pride tape group and like i said i mean it's made me realize okay there's a lot of players who are willing to stand up for this take a stand in favor of lgbtq rights so you know what good for them i hope it keeps on going and i hope it draws more attention to it and does the intended thing here to make people feel comfortable and more open and realize that the sport isn't as kind of hateful as it used to be. I remember back when I played hockey, you'd, you'd hear the word, and apologies to anybody who's going to be offended by this, you'd hear the word faggot thrown around all the time in a locker room all over the place, like, just as commonly as, hey, can I borrow your clear tape? and be like, dude, don't be such a fag, or something like that. And it's like, that's absolutely ridiculous. And so, to kind of clear that stuff out of from locker rooms and such, and open up the acceptance more to all people to play hockey, and play any sport, really, it's definitely a great thing. So, Hopefully this uh, this completely backfires on the NHL, honestly, and it's great to see that the players are standing up for that. Yeah, you know what? Just n- not to get on my my uh, my soapbox here, and um, I think my generation and 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 people even your age, it's a, it might be an issue, a, a controversial issue, but the next generation down, the kids that are thirty and younger, mm. they don't care about it at all. Honestly, I. My yeah. my son's twenty seven. My daughter's twenty three. Uh, that you know, their generation, their friends, it's it's not an issue at all. And I think, um, you know, eighty percent of the kids that are playing hockey that are in that age range, right? And yeah. I think I don't think it's a I don't think it's a uh, an issue to them at all either. I think it's it's an issue to the guys that are running the leagues, right? In, yeah. in that generation, I think I think that they brought attention to something that really honestly doesn't need uh light shown on it i think it's 
I, I don't think it's an issue anymore with, with the, uh, you know, anyone under younger than 30. I would, would you agree? Absolutely. It gets, it gets, it gets better. It seems with every passing generation. I mean, if you go back a hundred years, a mixed marriage was an Italian Catholic marrying an Irish Catholic. And it's like nowadays, I mean, you've, you've gone through where interracial marriage is just like, okay, whatever, that's cool. Do your thing, you know, love who you love. Same thing is happening with, uh, I mean, any kind of LGBTQ group. It's like, okay, whatever, you know, live your life, be who you want to be. And it's, it may be, it's gradual. It's not an overnight change or anything, an overnight acceptance or anything, but gradually over time, the world is getting more accepting and it's good to see. Yeah, I agree. All right, but well, thank you. That we wrap up um, TTMcast stamp for approval. See, guys, we don't we do more than just the cards. We have we have other things that we're interested in. I I know mine. That's why that's why I let Drew go second because I my Drew's was important. Mine mine was frivolous. But how can how can you not like uh, caramel apples, right? I just... Absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> great stuff. My breakfast every morning has apple peanut butter on. It. I might have to switch up the caramel. Yeah, it's good. It is good. All right, but next up, we're gonna go the burn wrap minute. Vernrat Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vernrat who passed away. Prior to me sending out a TTM request, we go run down people that have passed away in the world of sports and celebrities and people that you might send TTM requests to. So you're not embarrassed like me. We lost a bunch of people this week in the world of sports. We're actually got two weeks worth of uh, people, including and, and I didn't even include um, Russ Francis and um, and Tim Wakefield because we had mentioned them on last week's show. But this week we lost Walt Garrison. Remember Walt Garrison, Drew? He was a running back for nine seasons with the Dallas Cowboys from 66 to 74. He ran 3,886 yard rushing yards during his career. He played his college ball at Oklahoma State. He was a one-time pro bowler. And when he after he retired, and uh, he got involved with professional re- uh, rodeo. And he actually hurt his knee. Uh, in, I think, 1973 or 74, doing rodeo, and that kind of uh, hastened his end of his NFL career. Um, he was a pretty good TTMer. He last TTMed in February of 2022. Walt Garrison was 79 years old. We lost uh, Terry Dishinger this week. Terry Dishinger was an NBA player and actually a three-time NBA All-Star, 1960 Olympic gold medalist in basketball. He was the NBA's Rookie of the Year in the 1962-63 season. Uh, before that, he played his college ball at Purdue, but he was an NBA player from 1962 through 73, so a decently long career right there. Played with the Bullets, the Pistons, and the Trailblazers for 652 NBA games. Uh, Terry's an excellent TTMer, signed up through about April of 2022 was the last success we saw on him. He was 82 years old. Well, if you collected uh, baseball cards in the late 60s and early 70s, you probably got one of this, this guy's cards. 
Uh, we lost Casey Cox. He was a pitcher for the Washington Senators, the Texas Rangers when they moved to Texas, and the New York Yankees from 1966 to 73. He pitched in 308 games. He was a starter and then a reliever. His best season was in 1969 when he won 12 games with the Washington Senators. He was a good TTMer. Last TTMed in August of this year. Uh, Casey Cox was 82 years old. We lost Jim Poole this week. Uh, Jim Poole was a pitcher, mostly reliever, played for the Dodgers, Orioles, Indians, and the Giants throughout his career. He actually got the last win at Old uh, Memorial Stadium in Baltimore as a pitcher with the Orioles. Career-wise, he had a 22-12 and 12 record, so decent uh, win-loss numbers there out of the bullpen. He was an excellent TTMer as well. Last signed in March of 2023, earlier this year, he had been suffering from ALS for about, I believe his diagnosis came about a year or so ago, year to two years ago. Jim Poole was 57 years old. Yeah, he won a World Series game with the Indians as well, if I do remember. I think so. 95, he was on the team. I know he also, he did give up the only run in game six of that year. The Dave Justice home run was a hit off him, but very solid uh, lefty bullpen guy. One of those, you know, lefty one out guys there that uh, kind of came into vogue, but did a decent, did great against the lefties, did a decent job against the righties as well. Yeah, it's always sad when some of that you remember. And Jim, Jim, Jim seems like like yesterday, Jim Poole was pitching. You know what I mean? So it was, the, yeah, it was. And you know, as as an Indian fan, it's uh, you know sad, sad to see that we lost him. We lost um Ovi Johansson. He was a kicker with the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles in uh, from nineteen seventy in nineteen seventy seven. He kicked in two games. He also was on the Cowboys and Oilers practice squads. Uh, he was the oldest. Um, player drafted uh, in the NFL when he got drafted in, I think, the 75 or 76 draft. He was 28 years old. So he, oh, wow. he was a, the oldest, one of the oldest players drafted. Uh, Ovi John Hansen was 75 years old. Big one that's been making the news here for the last week. We lost to Dick Butkus about a week ago. Butkus, of course, played for the Bears from 1965 to 73, a six-time All-Pro linebacker in that time. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest linebackers ever. I mean, if you'd ask anybody from the 60s, it basically comes down to him and Ray Nitschke as the two best of that decade. Excellent TTMer as well. Usually charge a small fee for it, but fairly affordable. Dick Butkus was 80 years old. Did you ever get him? I never did. Never uh, didn't need him for any of my sets at all, so I never sent off to him. Yeah, I sent one off to him, and I didn't realize he charged, and I got the card back, and then I just didn't never got around to sending it back out. But I know he was he was a uh, you know he was on TV. He was a light beer guy and he was oh, yeah. uh, boy was he a mean player huh <laughs> he oh was, yeah he you some see you see some of the highlights of his hits oh my goodness he was a a great player we lost johnny mathis and no not that johnny mathis but johnny mathis the the basketball player he played one season in the aba he was uh he's in the new york basketball hall of fame he played with the new jersey americans which turned into the nets from 1967 to 68 he was not a ttm or johnny mathis was 80 years old uh, we also lost Wayne Comer this week. Wayne was, excuse me, an outfielder for 13 seasons, 1962 to 1974. Nice uh, long career right there. Best known as a member of the Tigers. He's part of the 1968 World Series winning team. Also played for the Seattle Pilots the next year, going on to the Milwaukee Brewers when they moved, and uh, played for the Washington Senators for a while as well. Comer was an excellent TTMer, signed all the way up through August of this year. Wayne Comer, 79 years old. Did you have him for your 73 set, 72 set, I mean? I think I would have to. If he was a good TTM, or I probably got him either whether it was TTM or in trade. But I would think I. 
All right, Drew, we lost Joe Christopher. Joe Christopher was an outfielder with the Pirates and the Mets and the Red Sox from 59 to 66. He was on those terrible Met teams, those those 62, 63 Met teams. He played one season with the Red Sox in 66. Uh, he was a uh, Dominican Republic. He was from one of the first Dominicans to play. Uh, Joe Christopher was 87 years old. And last, we lost uh, Kurt Schumacher this week. Kurt Schumacher was an offensive lineman. Went to Ohio State for his college football, then played for the Saints and the Buccaneers from 1975 to 1978. He TTM'd a little bit. The uh, last success we saw in him was December of 2021. Kurt Schumacher was 70 years old. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that made the NFL but never quite got a card, right? You know, uh, yep. As an offensive lineman, he was he was kind of like one of the, you know, like the six offensive linemen, so to speak. Uh, he, I don't think he ever got a card. And sometimes when those guys don't get cards, they, they don't have get the request, you know? Right, exactly. All right. Well, that 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 wraps up um, for the Vern Rap Minute. Our sympathy uh, goes out to you if you lost anyone this week. We only did, I only did sports guys this week because we had so many people and we had two weeks for us. So we will we'll catch up next week with some of the celebrities that we lost as well. Uh, again, we are sorry for your loss. Drew, next up, we'll do a little TTM returns, all right? All right. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Well, Drew, finally, 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 finally. I've been on a uh, one or two two returns every day kick for the last uh, week and a half, which is really cool. I've been getting I... some hockey, been getting some football, getting uh, I don't know, some no, no baseball yet this week, but a uh, lot, lot, lot of hockey and football. So it's been a pretty good week. Let's see, I got two, four, six, eight. I got nine returns over the last week and a half which isn't bad should i do mine or you want to do yours oh uh, yeah go ahead and do yours and i'll do mine and go that way all right we'll run down mine all right guys i got um this is a really a really cool one i got um jerry cheevers who was the hockey hall of famer and goalie with the boston bruins i actually picked up his 1970-71 tops card at the national for a quarter and he signed it for me sent it off and signed it for me in about two weeks with no no uh no charge so we're very wow. very happy about that one uh, a couple other hockey ones I got. I got Chris Mannery, who played for the Minnesota North Stars, who's a right winger. He, he signed his 78-79 uh, tops card for me in a couple weeks. And I got Ron Graham. Ron Graham was a, a backup goalie, basically, for the Bruins. And he, he signed his um, 1978 tops card. He personalized it. It was nice, nice to get. I don't think I had a, an autograph of his. So I got, I got that back in, I don't know, about three weeks. And I got Terry Martin, who played uh, left wing for the Buffalo Sabres. He signed in blue Sharpie. And I got two from Nick Lepetis. Seven. I got a 78 card and a 77 tops card. He signed his name and his number in, in a couple of weeks. So pretty good hockey returns, huh? Yeah, definitely. And then for, in the world of football, I got uh, three cards back from uh, uh, Carlos Carlson. He was a wide receiver with the Chiefs. He's a great TTM. I don't know. Have you gotten him before? I have not, but I, I do recognize the name. I think I might have some cards in him, so I might have to get those out. Yeah, so I got his um, 86, 87, and his 85 uh, Tops card. He actually, in, in, uh, the 85 Tops card, I didn't send to him, but he sent me back that as well. So he's nice. a really good TTM and a quick return. I got Bill Ma Moss, who played uh, nose tackle for the Chiefs. He signed his 86 and 87 Tops cards. Uh, 87, I think he was a... Yeah, he was a he was a Pro Bowl on that one, so that was a Pro Bowl card that oh, nice. came back in a couple weeks. And then I got two cards back from Albert Bentley, who was a running back and kick returner for the Colts. He signed his eighty six and eighty seven tops card in a couple weeks. He still won't sign that my ninety two game day card though. 
we're gonna we're gonna dig into that one. And lastly, I got this back the other day. Jerome Henderson on his uh, pro set. Uh, he is he got was second round draft choice for the Patriots in that year. I think it's a I don't know what year is this ninety one pro set maybe ninety one. Yep, definitely ninety one pro set. And that came back in uh, in, le- in about a week. So uh, not bad. I got uh, was that make us two, four, six, eight, nine returns that in this uh, week and a half. And I didn't. I haven't sent anything out, but I do have ten uh, envelopes ready to go. I just put cards in them. So cool. Um, I I like getting one one or two a day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. How's your returns? Not great. I had uh, over the last two weeks. It's the last time we had a Saturday show. I have had only two returns in that time, and one of them I mentioned on a previous Wednesday show there that I got a uh, Bill Cower back at least so what i'm lacking in quantity i'm making up for in quality right there i set off his uh, 1992 pro set rookie card and uh, the 92 pro set set is actually really good for coaches rookie cards because not only do you have bill power in there you also have uh, mike holmgren's rookie card in there as well and he's another excellent ppm signer and i would say potential future hall of famer there so get a couple of uh, one hall of famer rookie card there in a uh, bill power and a potential one there in mike holmgren both sign out of that set but it took a while. It took about eight months to get back to you. There, I sent you an address. There's an apartment in New York City, and I'm guessing that maybe like he may live there during the season or something like that when he's got you know stuff going on with the CBS. Right, when he's doing broadcasting. Yeah, exactly. So it took about eight months to get back to me. But hey, I will take. I don't care if a Hall of Famer rookie card takes you know a year to get back to me. I'll gladly take that. So got Bill Cower in, and then uh, last Saturday I got Shane Green back. Shane is a pitcher for been around a bit i know he's with the yankees the tigers i think that's yep. great i think he was closer when he was with the tigers right i think so yeah that definitely sounds right but uh, he was in the uh, 2021 heritage set that i'm working on and so i sent that in a couple others and what's funny is well i tried a home address for him about almost two years ago never got anything back from it well found a different home address for him i'm thinking okay he must have moved in that time or something like that and mailed it off and literally the day that i mailed it off is when he got a uh contract to play triple a with somebody i think they've been with the cubs organization or something like that so the day i sent it off he signs a deal I'm like oh crap that's uh, i could just send it right to the team that if i'd waited a day or two but fortunately about three months later it did come back to me here and he signed the uh, heritage card and a couple others that i tossed in there as well so yeah about a three-month response for him and it's funny because he walked right by me outside of the uh, sprint wilkes-barre game that i went to last year when we were on the road trip and nobody realized it. if he watched by and says hey how's it going guys have a good night I'm like hey you too and we'll I look at Aaron and I go, was that Shane Green? And he kind of sits there for things like, yeah, I think that was. Like, oh, God. I thought you hate that. Yep. But fortunately, got him TTM here at least. And he even signed it in blue too. So that's my preference. And got that done. So what I lacked in quantity, I made up for in quality at least by getting a cup, by getting a set need and a project hit. So good stuff. I did that. Uh, I was at the Red Sox spring training, not this year, but two years ago. Mm-hmm. And this big tall kid right he he had like a like an 89 number or something you know, like didn't, didn't like didn't had no idea who he was you know and yeah. him and i he would just him and i would just sit in there talking like just i shut the shit with him for like 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and as after as he left i go that was freaking tristan cassius oh geez. <laughs> yep I never asked him for his autograph. It was just like, you know, when I was talking, I'm like, oh, you know, some guy working his way up the, the ladder and it just happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not expecting to see somebody in a situation, sometimes you just won't recognize it. Even if, it, I mean, that happened with my dad and me. I stopped at his work one day when uh, my wife and I were visiting in Ohio and walked in and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And you start talking to him and stuff. And he kind of looks at me for a second and he's like, 
oh, great, geez. Hey, I'm like, yeah, hey, that, that's great. That's so, yeah, it, it ha- it's it's a thing. It happens. So. Yeah, it happens. It's just weird. I, it, I, and it, you kick yourself like, why didn't I just have it? Why wasn't I ready? Why yep, wasn't yep. I less wolf in that instance? And Les is like got the sixth sense. He knows he knows where these guys are going to go into the bathroom. He knows where, yep. <laughs> where, where, where their cars parked. He just I just I don't have that in me, especially in person. I'm not very good at it in person. I can't wait to you show me how to do in person at spring training this year. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. Thank I know you. I'm so bad at it. All right, Drew. Well, thanks for uh, that. We. Uh, you know, this is why we do this, this, this silly show is for returns and getting our autographs. So thank you guys. All right, Drew, let's wrap the show up, put a bow on it. This is a long show. Yeah, sounds good. All right. First, we want to thank the guys from the Bob Feller Award uh, Foundation. Um, they came on and uh, make sure if you want to attend the event on, on November 15th in Washington, D.C., make sure you go sign up for and get for your free tickets. Peter and Steve, thank you very much for joining us. Connor Walden from buysportscards.com. Tell us about his uh, cool promotion going on. Go check out buysportscards.com. It is uh, free to sell and to just go and uh, use it to purchase stuff. Our friend Clemente Lise, talking hockey. Thank you, Clemente. Thanks for joining us. And, of course, Les Wolf. We love talking Les. Uh, Great to have Les on the show. Les will be back with us again next week. All right, Drew, Wednesday. We have hockey um, historian and collector. He is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. He lives up in Canada. His name is Bobby Brunel. He is going to be on. We're going to talk a little hockey, let more hockey with Bobby, talking about Opeechi and uh, all the, the the history of hockey and uh, cool car collecting. So that will be on Wednesday's show. Next Saturday, we will have author Rob Skeed. Rob has a new book out about uh, Johnny Vandermeer. It's a children's book, so we're going to talk to Rob about his new book. Um, Drew, anything else you want to add before we, we let you go? No, I think we got everything pretty well covered there. And Well, hopefully hopefully the TTM start picking up. I mailed out nine this week, and yeah, hopefully some of the older ones start rolling back too. All right, well, we made it through the whole show without you getting a call, which is good. Yep. Hopefully you get all your stuff all squared away. All right. Yep, we're about to go storm down to the office here in a bit. So yeah. All right, bud. Well, you have a good week. I will we'll talk to you. We will have a show on Wednesday, guys. We'll see everyone on Wednesday. Wishing one wishing everyone had many happy returns. Be good, stay safe. We will see you on Wednesday. Hey.